Obscenity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. Couple things. Um, I've been back and forth with the team over at Odyssey, and I believe for now our Odyssey live streaming issues are resolved, at least for Odyssey.com. They tell me there might be some lingering issues with the Android app really? if you potentially watch the live stream through that. But for uh, now, it's an app problem. Uh, no, they had to. Something went weird with my channel on Odyssey, and they had to do some. Something that they called a hack fix that won't help on the Android app. I don't really understand, but the nerds over at Odyssey <laughs> have fixed it. And I just verified that it went live to my Odyssey channel, at least through a web browser. So that is resolved. You know what's not resolved? Well, I suppose it was pre-resolved. I'm sure it actually is a, as a matter of process resolved. But as just a matter of, um, I don't know, public appearances, uh, uh, intellectually honest and good answers, this Katanji Brown hearing... I've not watched it wall to wall, but as we talked about on Sunday, I thought there would be better answers for this child porn thing. Uh, This has just been a parade of disastrous answers. One she gave, I I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, but uh, her reasoning was, well, um, we we've been, I, as a judge have been lenient on a lot of these sentences because It's so easy to distribute child porn these days. You might only spend 15 minutes, a click here, a click there, and you've distributed thousands of child pornography images. And then, boom, you're you're in prison for 40 or 50 years. And Lindsey Graham goes, good. That's that's what I want. Yeah, I exactly. hope that happens. And uh, it's like we talked about on Sunday. I understand you might click the wrong link. Someone sends you some material unsolicited. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people distributing thousands of images. And she acts like it's just a sun. Well, one Sunday afternoon, I I was down at the park and then I came home for 15 minutes and suddenly I distributed thousands and thousands of kiddie porn images. How did that happen? I can't believe how terrible the answers have been. And she had the infamous moment of not being able to define what a woman is. Ted Cruz gave her something of another chance. Uh, I think it was earlier today. And she still uh, would. She said uh, Ted Cruz asked her something like, if I, as a man, decide I want to be a woman tomorrow and bring a lawsuit as a legal matter claiming gender discrimination, could I do that? And she said, well, those questions are still being ironed out in the courts. <laughs> Her first cop out was, I'm not a biologist. I don't know what a woman is. Her second cop out was, I am a jurist. I am a judge. But that is an unsettled matter in the courts, whether you could be a a woman tomorrow, bearded Ted Cruz. Oh, Lord. And as you were saying earlier or before we were live, it probably doesn't matter at all. None of this. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. This preposterous was like, why wasn't she prepped? I'm like, because they had a meeting where it's like, it doesn't matter what you say <laughs> because you're black and no one is going to stop you. And so she was like, well, cool, I'll go in there totally unprepared and answer no questions. The only other question that has been raised 
And I wish it would be brought up. I, I think they're done questioning her now. So maybe the chance is over. But if you Katanji Brown Jackson were selected specifically because you are a black woman, how is it? And you and you say you can't define woman. How is it that Joe Biden selected you as a woman to fill this spot? What yeah. criteria did he use? I suppose it'd be some self-identification thing. But anyway, um, appreciate your patience there, uh, uh, everybody in the audience, because I know we're supposed to be taking calls, but I just uh, there's so many just little pieces of this hearing. I, I obviously will talk about it more on Sunday or maybe I will on my own uh, beforehand, but just madness. I can't I can't believe some of the, the scenes that I've seen. So can't perhaps, you, though? why does anything surprise you? I'm just surprised they didn't have better answers. I can't. Why? Be- Why? When have they ever had good answers for it's anything? So it's so brazen. It's it's so it's Josh Howley's point was because I asked him, well, why'd you bring this information out before the hearings? He said, because I'm not trying to trap her. I'm not trying to yeah. gotcha uh, to, to try to get her with some kind of gotcha question. What I'm trying to do is get a sincere answer to what I believe to be a legitimate issue. And they had that information for days. They knew those questions were coming and they apparently prepped her with, well, you know, just talk about how on a Sunday afternoon you might click around and send out 5000 kitty porn images in 15 minutes. Everyone's been there. We all understand it. But then again, if you're a a Democrat insider in D.C., maybe you have all been there. Maybe you have clicked around (laughs) and distributed 5000 kitty porn images on a Sunday afternoon. (laughs) That's how insulated these people are. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, you guys know how the uh, the show works. Uh, but if you are new and you do need instructions for how to participate, they are in the description, whatever video uh, stream platform you may be watching on. If you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, or maybe you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the show. And uh, we'll take your super chats every half hour as well. I have spent way too much time yakking myself at the top of this show. So let's get to the callers and see what they have to say. Uh, I know a fat guy. You there? Yep. Yep. I'm here. Uh, What's on your mind? Kind of bi- uh, feeling kind of bipolar. One minute okay. I'm like all excited because I'm going, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And then the next minute I'm all depressed because holy shit, I'm not predicting anything good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what what predictions have you hit? Well, okay. Uh, well, basically just what's happening in the economy. Here, hmm. I'll, I'll give you um, three conspiracy theories that are actually, well, okay, the facts are true. It's just the motivations that the things that are in question, right? So the first one is this. Let's say you wanted to do a great reset or just try and seize control of the government so that you could push your agenda. And... As the executive branch, you'd like to expand your power. Well, you can't get it through Congress. The executive orders get shot down. Well, why not use a emergency and try and rapidly expand the alphabet agency in order to do things that uh, they wouldn't be allowed to do? And as long as you get it through the Supreme Court, the precedent's been set. Yeah, I mean, it sounds a lot like what they did in Canada, but I gather you're talking U.S. context. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did try it. Think about the vaccine mandate. Yeah. With OSHA. Yeah. And now, and have you heard that the progressives are pushing Joe Biden to uh, declare a climate emergency and then ban all new uh, oil and gas drilling anywhere, public or private land? <laughs> Just because it's uh, it's it's some kind of emergency. Well, thing is, I don't think that would would stand up in court. The, the, the stuff that came from the federal government was not really um, 
they I guess they tried it. The most overreaching thing they tried was the OSHA mandate. You're right. But that didn't withstand the Supreme Court. So I don't think they'd get away with that, although maybe they would do what they've done here where they do it and they put it into effect for a few months until it gets shot down by the court and they kind of get what they want anyway without any repercussions. Yep, that that's one method, but that's one they actually did. But it's kind of like, well, was the mod- motivation really to get people vaccinated, or was the mo- or was the motivation to try and get the Supreme Court to rule on their side for the emergency? Mm. Their way, you have the precedent set. Their way, it's easier to declare a climate emergency, a gun oh. violence emergency. Yeah, sterilize the population and take control simultaneously. Where's yeah. the downside? Well, and remember their strategy in that was pursuant to a 1970s era public health law. That's how they tried to shoehorn in this OSHA vaccine mandate. So maybe if they could find some obscure federal environmental law, they could try to extract these emergency powers or executive powers through that. You know, just just because it didn't happen through that health law doesn't mean they wouldn't try it supposed with supposed justification from some other federal law. Yeah, I'm just all they need is one precedent from the Supreme Court to do it. Now, my second conspiracy theory, because this actually was the plot of a movie. Um, If you wanted to rig the electorate, but you didn't the electorate and you didn't want to actually change like voting machines or something like that. If you were to, say, allow in several million people from countries which most likely vote Democrat and then you were given the ability to vote. Could actually rig the electorate. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. If you know, if you actually have read HR one, the Voting Rights Act, mm-hmm. it makes it illegal to ask for any kind of identification. That would include proof of citizenship. So, if you were an illegal alien, you could vote in elections because they would have to register you, and they wouldn't have to check any uh, identification. And then the only way to for them to go after that would probably be after the fact, I suppose. Like you voted, and they suspect it, so they. They try to fix it later as opposed to blocking the vote from ever happening in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was actually a plot of a movie called The Second Civil War, which was a comedy. <laughs> a comedy, you say? Sounds about right. OK, yeah. when did that movie come out? I should probably check it out. <laughs> oh, it was a, it was at least a decade or two ago. It, it had Alan Alda it in it. He's like, okay. you know, the, the, the whole plot of the movie is a, you have a struggling president who wants to get reelected. So he comes up with the idea, if we let in a whole bunch of immigrants and give them the right to vote, hey, you know, <laughs> and, the, and the states reject it. And they actually go end up going into civil war. There's a lot of big names in this movie, actually, including Ron Perlman, who is now totally insane. Uh, yeah. Phil Hartman, Phil Collins, James Earl Jones, Dennis Leary. Phil Hartman. Yeah, he's uh remember uh Lionel Hutz on The Simpsons? Yeah, Phil Hartman's dead. Yeah, but this movie came out in ninety seven. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know how he died? Didn't his wife shoot him or something? Yeah, they were doing like a bunch of blow and like she was all mad, I think because he was banging other chicks and she shot him in the face. Wow, in his bed or something like that? Something like that, yeah. In their house? I can't remember. He's also in the greatest Christmas movie ever made, Jingle All the Way. Why do people love this movie? <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have some some thoughts, uh, additional thoughts before we let you go? Yeah. Uh, if you really want to know what's going on, the big crux will be when uh, the recession hits. If the Federal Reserve decides to fight inflation, hey, everything will be fine. If they decide to turn around and try and fight the recession, we're all fucking screwed. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, really quick before we let you go, because I know you know a lot about this stuff. Um, we've seen the Fed increase uh, interest rates a very small amount, supposedly to combat inflation. Uh, is that going to do anything productive in any way? Not really. It's it's okay. too small of an increase, like 0.25. I mean, very few people haggle over their mortgage over 0.25 of an interest rate change. So, hmm. you know, it's not going to do a whole lot. But what they're talking about is 50 basis points. And this is actually going to cause a recession if they keep going because it's not so much the overall interest rate increase is the percentage of increase like you go from one to two percent you're talking a 100 percent increase in interest rates versus yeah. if you went from like six to seven yeah so i don't think the 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 economy can take 1.5 percent interest rates so hmm. and we could be in recession because the um the fed is predicting 0.1 percent first quarter uh gdp growth and which could easily go negative also we're on supreme court watch when it comes to those decisions yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the insight, man. I appreciate it. I'm going. So that this is the scenario. Well, I worry about all the scenarios, but if we just kind of modestly make it more expensive to borrow money, then it's just harder to borrow, harder to invest in, you know, create jobs that way. Also, we've done nothing for inflation. So we really just tried Ooh. to hit this midpoint that's just bad everything. <laughs> And uh, that's kind of where I worry that we're headed, even though I don't have a lot of expertise in this particular area. But um, I just I can count on my faith in these people to screw it up to the worst possible extent. And that's probably what they'll do. That sweet spot of bad everything. That's where we're headed. Yeah, really. Where evil meets incompetence. Exactly. They'll get it right. They always do. <laughs> they know the mix. All right. Uh, mustache Asian. Yeah. Mr. Mustache Asian, are you there? How are you guys doing? We are well. How are you? Oh, good, good. Yeah, so haven't called in for a while. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have been following the uh, the Ukraine stuff a little bit or no. You just kind of like let it run. To be honest, not a ton. It's not. I mean, I, I peek well, at it. It's a pointless daily, but... endeavor because nothing I read is true. So I feel like, mm-hmm. why? Why should I read any mainstream media coverage of this? I don't know. I only follow a few like vets who know how to read you know intelligence mm-hmm. who've been been action and know how to reopen source intelligence and actually do their own maps of how what things are how things are actually going okay so yes yeah so like there's one guy if you don't even know uh lunker lunker tv i don't know the name but um but so basically sure. he's he's kind of one of the texans like he used to be a sniper in the afghanistan mm-hmm. and so he so he does like a podcast called speak the truth and does like almost daily updates like 20 okay. updates of how the movements are going and how the uh each so he's just doing. looking at like movements of 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 uh military personnel and resources that's how he makes his evaluations or what are his sources he has multiple sources like open source and also sources that he did not does not really disclose huh um open and like or like official um open source and others, other side sources because he has buddies over there too. Yeah, or who have been there too. So he can they know what kind of is going on right there, right there too. So yeah, so yeah, maybe you can check him out like sometimes. And there are other ones who are relatively like neutral in terms of like, I even watched a Chinese guy who lives in Italy. Um, 
and he does streams on that too. And mm-hmm. he's more of a like a anti-commie kind of Chinese guy who lives in Italy, and he's pretty pretty truthful, or at least like very honest about what he thinks. And so yeah, so it's kind of interesting to. Well, it's good you found take. a source. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, watching that also, my of course, everybody was talking about Taiwan. What's going on with Taiwan yeah. next, right? So yeah, so I mean, at least I don't know. I I, I know I don't want you know U.S. to get in it. Too, but I just want people to have a like a basic idea of like what are, what the arguments are. Is in a way more complicated than what's going on in Ukraine. Also, in certain ways, are less complicated or more clear cut yeah. than Ukraine. One compared to Ukraine, like the same similar things that like the historical kind of like uh, relationships, it's similar language, mm-hmm. and share certain shared um, historic kind of like trend like lines. Right, so like China, like the CCP's argument would be, oh, if you guys call yourself Taiwan instead of Republic of China, which is bullshit either too, because they don't like Republic of China name either. They don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. But if you call yourself Taiwan, Taiwan, then you are betraying the country, like basically wrapped in nationalism, right, or ethno nationalism. Then right. please don't use Mandarin as your official language because you don't call yourself Chinese, which mm-hmm. is also bullshit. Um, because you know, U.S. used still use English per se, like a bunch of you know other countries use English, but they don't call, call themselves British or English. Yeah. Right? So yeah, so I mean, in Taiwan, I, I came from kind of mixed background because my my father's side is from China, from mainland, and my mother's side is is from a family who's been there for generations, like since you know early eighteen hundreds, right? So, like. Both sides have different different views, right? Like the guys who have been there for two hundred years said, "Oh, this Republic of China, the nationalist government, is a exile government who came to Taiwan and brought their troubles with CCP, you know, over to us. Mm-hmm. And you are taking over this island for no reason. And why do why do you bring your troubles with you? You know, okay. and say, okay, so we don't we don't recognize anything from mainland China at all." And the other side is the nationalist government, which is where my dad's family came from. It's like, oh, we one day we'll be able to retake China, right? One day, but that's of course this pipe dream now. But right. like, the Taiwanese oh, want to retake China? Back in the day when they first came over from from China in nineteen forty-eight. Yeah, we need a lot of help. So <laughs> there's a lot of Chinese, like, man. How many people are in Taiwan? Like twenty, two hundred and thirty, two hundred. Was that 2,030 million? I forgot. 230 million? 230 million. Sorry, 230 million. Sorry, my okay. math is terrible. With- so it's, I mean, that's actually... A- 23 and a half million. Oh, 23 and a half. I was going to say, that, that, for them to be comparable size to the US would be way bigger than I imagined. But What's the population of China? 400 billion or something? <laughs> Those Asian it's countries. It's a billion, right? With, I mean... I, I know this is a complex issue. We'll, we'll probably have to kind of wrap it up, unfortunately. But... Um, yeah. But just in closing, what do you think? It's it's always been speculated that we're going to see China and Russia move together on this. Do you think that's going to happen or is that overstated? I mean, it could be a lot of like backstabbing between the, the two. But even though China would probably want to me- remain kind of friend- on friendly terms with Russia at the very least, like on the surface at the very mm-hmm. least. And I don't know how, how blatant they are willing to get be- because they're probably watching because like, you never know what will happen, just like any war, right? Like you thought Russia would be steamrolling Ukraine in days, and yeah. they're stuck there for like almost like over half a month now, 
and we don't know what will happen if China try to try to take Taiwan either. Even though they are definitely having like an overwhelming advantage, right? Like in terms of numbers and tech,、uh, but you never know. So that's that's a difficulty. So from my、All、point of、right. view, originally I was like, yes, it was inevitable that we might, you know, come together because we are close, similar in bloodline and genetically and culturally. But the issue was that like the more they threaten violence. The more even me, like somebody like me, like who has kind of kind of neutral stance on it, I was like, no, fuck you, we're not gonna do this, <laughs> right? So, all right, so, yeah, yeah. Well,、so、thank you for the a, the insight, man. I appreciate it. Yeah,、um, so, yeah. and always、uh, appreciate your calls. So, thanks for calling in, and all the best to you and your family. All right, thanks. Thanks, man. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, one of the great names of the Discord server coming up next. I don't know if we've heard this one before. Chief Slinging Beef. Yeah,、have、of、I? course we have. Okay, maybe I just how how could I forget if it was such a great name?、Uh, Chief Slinging ba-、uh, Beef, <laughs> are you there? <laughs> Chief, Chief, hello. I got nothing. Do you?、Mm, no. Okay. Well, let's try、um, Tom. Tom, are you there? Oh, okay. Oh, What's on your mind? Hey,、um, blonde.、Uh, are are you a, a science fiction reader, or you just watch、uh, media? Media. I don't think I've read、oh, okay. any science fiction. Okay, I was going to ask what your favorite novels were, but okay.、Uh, Matt,、uh, are you?、Uh, did, who's your favorite philosopher? Oh man, I don't know.、Um... Can I go with?、Uh, can I go with Socrates? Just because he asked all the okay, questions and、yeah. it was really annoying. I wouldn't say that I'm an expert on philosophy. I've read the classics,、um, a lot of classics, like 15 years ago,、uh, and of course、wow. I'm a fan of、uh, I'm a fan of American founding philosophy. But but you know, in terms of my like philosophy cred to name drop specific people and specific、uh, passages, I'm a little rusty there. But what what's、uh, did you have a specific angle you want to go? Oh, I I thought you had、um, I thought you had said at one point that that you had studied philosophy in college and that maybe you had a, I thought you might have had a degree. In, no, in no. I mean,、uh, there was a one Gen Ed class that was kind of like philosophical classics and literature, literary classics, that kind of stuff. And then I, I was a political science major, so I had one kind of political philosophy, political theory class. But at the time, those were a lot less interesting to me than the. "Quote unquote science of political、mm-hmm. science, which people will laugh at, somewhat deservedly so. But what I'm talking about is like the statistical analysis of political behavior, which is kind of mathy, kind of sciencey. It's it's、yeah. not it's not the same as you know,、um, I suppose、uh, baseball statistics or something like that. But、um, but it's more sciencey than some of the other things. Okay,、um, blonde, you had said that."、Uh, If Galaxy Quest should win,、uh, that Matt should watch an episode of Star Trek before、uh, watching that. I don't know if that. I don't know. Is that really necessary? Do you think? Hey, this is an opportunity for me to get Matt to watch Star Trek. So yes. <laughs> And、okay. I think it's.、Right. I haven't、so、looked at the numbers, but I think there... Galaxy Quest is gonna win. Let me、I、see. I think so too. But,、uh, I'm not. I, I wasn't gonna say anything. Well, you know, I suppose it's. 
it's halfway through the week. So as far as any undue vote influence, uh, we're probably good on what, what are we looking at here? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a pretty widespread vote here. Um, but it's got a decent lead over 12 angry men. So it looks like it will be the next movie. Sweet. I already have picked out the episode of Star Trek. I'm going to have you watch. Well, I, w- I was thinking more of the original series as opposed no. to you probably pick some. Get out of here. Get out. Get. Well, I can't get. watch a whole series. I, c- I could watch like an no, episode. No, no, just, no. Just one episode. An episode from maybe oh, Spacey, okay. which is which would lead up to Wrath of Khan if you ever wanted to watch that. Boy. Sorry. It's this nerd thing. I can't help it. I... <laughs> the Star Trek love. Also, so are, are you willing to say what episode that, that you're going to pick for him? I'm going to have him watch the drum head because it's all heady and philosophical about space law. And I think he'd really like it. Hmm. Okay. All right. I can go along with that. That's a great episode. Truly epic. Before we um, let you go, can I throw your question back at you? And if you had to um, vouch for or recommend any one particular philosopher who that would be. Well, right now I'm, I'm watching a, a great courses on the big question in philosophy and, uh, Right now, they're talking about uh, how do we know how do we know what we know and what is truth and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're not going too much into the actual philosophers. It's more just what philosophers say, and I haven't haven't really gotten into uh, any specific philosophers. But uh, I don't know. I like uh, I like uh, Mill. I like uh, Hobbes. I like. Uh, well, founding fathers, you know, or the, or the ones that led up to the founding fathers, the ones that, uh, God, I can't think of the names of them. I, John I should, Locke. I should have been better prepared. Got a name question. drop, John Locke, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, John Locke. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, man. Well, thank you for the call. And uh, I will uh, I will try to do my best with Star Trek, even though I've, you know, oh, never well, really understood <laughs> it. But I'll, I'll give it a fair shot as I prep for Galaxy Quest. Yeah, well, I'll just tell you, I, that's one of my favorites. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. That's what I like that, to hear. That, that yeah, yeah, I, I really, I really want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, because you bring a, you bring a fresh uh, viewpoint to it, and I think I would, well, thank I would you. enjoy. Even, even if you didn't like it, I think you would have good reasons why you didn't like. It. Well, they, you're that's just. True, yeah. This is, uh, you're just speaking preposterously. If you have any praise for my movie opinions or the, or the, uh, <laughs> the movie review segment, you are only allowed to come in here and bash the whole thing and tell me I'm wrong about it all. That's that's. Oh, it's hey, I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel from day well, one. I appreciate it. You're willing <laughs> to stand out from the crowd. Uh, thank you, man. Well, I appreciate it. Have a, have a good night. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, if I was um if I was going into college right now, first of all, I wouldn't, but let's say that I was. Uh I think that my interest in philosophy would be a lot stronger. Back then I I thought it was just kind of abstract theoretical yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But as I get older, you realize you have to operate your life according to a, a set of fundamental truths that guide your decisions, whether it's your decision on what you're going to do today or your decision on what your long-term goals are. If you don't have a, a, yeah, a set yeah. of, of fundamental truths through which you operate, you're just kind of uh, bouncing around the world, shooting from the hip and not really making the best decisions that you possibly could. And, yeah. I wish um, I would have stuck with Catholicism when I was baptized. Yeah. I, I don't even know that I wish I, well, I believed a bunch of 
bullshit. So it would have been better if I was more philosophically sound, I think. But I just I wish I was clearer on my first principles. And that's really what's maybe that's just a product of getting older. Maybe you just don't care about that when you're young. Yeah. I mean, you don't care about a lot of things when you're young. Yeah. Like like death. Nobody thinks they're you know, you're going to die, but like you don't feel like you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So and that invincibility, it just permeates to all their areas of your life, including. But then, then again, it's like, dude, I really need to go to, uh, you know, some some college campus and acquire a bunch of debt in order to become philosophically thoughtful and sound. You could do that not. on your own. Yeah. So I'm not sure that I I really regret, you know, not using that time for philosophical purposes. Um, anyway, I don't know. Just, regret is a, a pointless, um, pointless endeavor anyway. Yeah, you I don't have made a lot of... one smaller decision, one different decision. You might not have Calvin. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, you're, I, I'm fascinated by butterfly effect type stuff. You decide this instead of that. You choose, you know, you you go to McDonald's that day instead of you know whatever else you were going to eat. Something else happens. Your life goes a completely different direction. And yeah, if you hadn't gotten a worthless college education, although I know you think it has value. Then you probably wouldn't have been pissed off at the left and you might not have a YouTube channel. Then you never would have met your wife and you wouldn't have your kid. That's true. Although they had me in their clutches for five to six years after my college graduation. So it wasn't really my college graduation, my college experience that illuminated this nonsense to me. It took many years after that. Yeah, but it laid the foundation. Yeah, well, because mine was actually good and it it was the Socratic type stuff that I was talking about. Just ask every question. Why, 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 why? You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And that was great. Um, The genesis of Skagg's annoying rationality right there. Just a bunch of overpaid professors subsidized by the federal government asking you why (laughs) endlessly. That's what we're all paying for. My daughter could do that. Why? 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 We need a five-year-old in every classroom. Anyway, I've talked myself into the into the break here. I'm doing terrible on the clock, so I will do better next segment, but let's catch up with, um, with our chatters really quick. Silosopher and miss mofo and shamrock, uh, shamrock. Thanks for following at least. Um, but thanks for supporting the show guys over on D live. Appreciate it. And let's see, I'll have to refresh on tippy. We might be good on tippy. We got a few over here. Um, we are good on Tippy, so if you just have a couple on YouTube, we'll take Holden those. Holden Mulray. Hi, Truth Seekers. As absurd as it is, the trans cult betrays something about its members. It is a tacit admission that we are something beyond the physical. Else, how could we even craft such a notion? That's true. The entire concept of gendered souls, it's like hmm. these satanic leftists don't really seem uh, to acknowledge the admission they're making. Yeah, that is interesting. I've never thought of that in that context, but it does require a belief in some sort of essence or spirit or something soul-like that is not just what kind of uh, equipment is between your legs. That's uh, Yeah, yeah. And the juxtaposition huh. uh, between that, admitting that the human has a soul and then uh, propagandizing people to engage in uh, high levels of hedonism their entire lives until they die. That just shows what hypocrites they are. So we all have souls, but let's abuse our souls as recklessly as possible. That would be the teachings of this new religion, I think. Yeah. Yep. Huh. It's Satanism. That's what it is. Uh, Yeah. Maybe it's not new. Maybe it is, in fact, a very, very old phenomenon. And uh, this is just the current manifestation. Wow. Did we just figure out the whole world? 
It's been a very philosophically sound show. Well, Either that or it's exactly the sort of bullshit that I thought it was when I was 21, which is yeah. probably true. <laughs> Long Don John. Have you guys seen uh, the Jeremy's Razors ad? I have not. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with what that is? So uh, like a year ago, you know, Harry's Razors. The No. So they're like a razor. Uh, they're a razor company, as the title implies. And um, they were a sponsor of all the Daily Wire shows. And then Michael Knowles said something like, you know, uh, men are men and women are women, whatever. Something that was like tranny critical. And Harry's got some complaining tweets and they pulled their ads from the Daily Wire. So now the Daily Wire has responded by created, creating their own razor company called Jeremy's Razors that they just launched. Uh, launched, And they had this insane ad that's like five minutes long, like Hollywood level production. It's quite funny. Um, and it's. I mean, it's a very well-produced ad. I'm very impressed. So um, on the one hand, like there are a few few takeaways from that. On the one hand, there is a lot of marketing money going through that business. (laughs) This is like, this is Hollywood level stuff. On the other hand, you know, people have their opinions about the Daily Wire and the Daily Wire personalities. And I get that. You don't have to love their politics, their views, whatever. But I, I have to recognize and appreciate the willingness to step up and and participate in the culture war and push back and create things as that are an alternative to the nonsense that's shoved in our faces all the time. Some yeah. people might say, well, is that um, how uh, I don't know. Do, do we really have faith that this might not become the, the same sort of nonsense down the line? What You know, whatever. Um, right. I'm not saying you have to jump in and love everything about everybody at the daily i'm just saying they're 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 participating in the fights that we all should be and i think that's really admirable so good for them uh incompetent hands wait nope that's the last one how does this happen i just get knocked back all the way okay um mark allen have you watched robert barnes hush hush episode on viva barnes law.locals.com it's very informative i haven't but i do they're like one of three people whose videos i still watch they uh or hush hush is about what i don't know the context i'll have to check it out hmm. hey comment enhanced 30 we need to rethink communications colleagues it's really becoming a forum for no apparent reason <laughs> quote ted wheeler yeah maybe uh he was giving us advice for our show yeah really <laughs> what does that even mean like we should stop talking to the public because we don't know what's going to happen kind of but it's also very different you know, on the on the one hand, um, yeah, I mean, in, in this context, we're talking to our audiences, our our whole community. That's what on that uh, in that context, they are uh, public officials who are paid by the forcible extraction of those people's wealth. I know, you know and they're like, like, why don't these people like us? Yeah, exactly. They mock There's us um, they're all fucking confused. It's like, uh, because you're stealing their money and using it to line yeah. your own pockets instead of dealing with the horrible yeah, exactly. Your city. It'd be it'd be like if the call-in show was um not necessarily forced viewing, but you all had to support it. I get yeah, I get X percent yeah. out of all of your paychecks to support yeah, the yeah, call-in yeah. show, and it was um, really like as low effort as it already is. Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> Just the call-in show, okay? <laughs> Our Sunday show is pretty well put together. Well, the call-in show is the it's the one freestyled thing where it's like sit down and go, you know. Yeah, uh, I like that. That's that's the format. Uh, one more, and then we'll start, and then we'll, we'll circle back. Uh, yeah. Damascus the mover says, Matt, please come to Orthodox Montanica and become a based Orthodox Christian. 
I didn't even know that was a place here. I'll have to look it up. I've I've never heard of that. But do I you guess, have any synagogues in Bozeman? I just realized we don't have any in Coeur d'Alene. Um, there is one, and uh, yeah, um, I've I've never been to it, obviously, but I've heard from the. I think they might even have a chick rabbi. They're like one of those like progressive places. The last thing I heard, I can't be only one though, because I heard a, a, a male rabbi from this place on local radio defending Ilhan Omar, which was like what? the greatest. What is This was like two right years now? ago. I was driving around <laughs> and the guy's just like, Ilhan Omar didn't do you guys. She's <laughs> just... <laughs> what was, kind of play is this guy making does he not know that uh muslims want to kill jews uh he well he has faith in uh, i guess her loyalty to to his i don't know i don't know I, it's a confusing conversation but, are people um, openly anti-semitic in your neck of the woods no, no. okay so i was but, talking to this lady last week this like random lady and out of nowhere she's like you know what i i have a problem with there's so many jews in liberty lake i was like what, what? I, i've i've never had anybody say stuff like what? that like open openly to me before that but it sounds was like, like a story someone made up and put on twitter no it's it's, it's actually happening. you don't know this lady no i don't know her. she came up to you and said that we were talking about other stuff <laughs> so maybe was there any contextual like, lead-in standpoint too no no uh uh-uh, no you were on your best behavior is that what you're saying I don't know. I think she could sense that she could say whatever she wanted. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say this might be like more of a North Idaho thing. I've never I've never heard that. I think it is because people will just. Yeah, it was like two minutes into our conversation. Not even that. 30 seconds into our conversation. She's like, Jews, 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 Jews. Yeah, that's definitely a North Idaho thing. I've never experienced that. (laughs) Oh, it's not a Bozeman problem. No, no, we we, that's not a thing that's happening around here. Anyway, are we ready to get back to our callers? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. thank you guys for chatting. Uh, we'll get back um, to I'll him. have to just circle back with you in a half hour. Uh, Chief Sling and Beef, we'll try again. Chief Sling and Beef, you there, Mister Beef? I got nothing still. Speaking of Sling and Beef, <laughs> I have been watching Pam and Tommy, and it is—it's amazing. It's amazing. Is this uh, as in this is like some new you're not talking about their personal tapes, I take it. You're no, talking, there's yeah. a there's a Hulu series that came out and I was like, oh, this looks like trash. But then I watched the Red Letter Media about it and yeah. it was actually directed by the guy that directed not Aaron, Darren Aronofsky, uh, the, the Wrestler, which is a fantastic movie and I, Tanya, which I really like. Oh, OK. So it's like Written a fictional recreation. Of... No, it's uh, it's based on. I well, I mean, like it's fact. A, it's actors playing them. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is highly entertaining. All I right. highly suggest it. Juggernaut, you there? I am here. What's on your mind? So uh, when would you allow your child to have a pet of any kind? And what kind of pets would be allowed? Ooh. Well, we're, dog, we're a dog family. I know I talk about hating dogs a lot because I hate my dogs, but we do have two dogs. I so, haven't I put a lot of thought to the we're we're dog people. So I imagine Do you mean like an animal of their own. Yeah. You know, like fucking fish gerbils. Or... No. Yeah. I, I don't think I would do this like goldfish thing or family dog. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that I, family cat. I don't know that I would 
really set up the premise for a dependent child of mine to have a, a pet that is only their responsibility while they're in my house. This is kind of a weird arrangement. Like you're, you're in the house, but only that you can use a pet to teach responsibility to a child, but it's not like I'm going to refuse to engage or care for the dog or the cat because it's my son's dog or cat. Yeah, but like something something low effort, like growing up, I had a tarantula and why? Cause I don't want a spider. I'm not doing that. (gasps) It was so cool. Um, and then we had a snake and some others. We had parakeets. What about, uh, what about like a beetle or a millipede? Something that looks like leaves. <laughs> yeah, sweet, whatever. I'd allow that. Bugs. Yeah, uh, I'd allow this. I just don't want anything smelly. I also had a rabbit and it just smelled like ass in that room constantly. Hmm. Well, my answer would be I, I probably have pets throughout the the childhoods of my children and just use those pets to teach them responsibility rather than kind of partition off the, the pet to that child specifically. Why? What but, does your kid want? You're asking Juggernaut? Me? Yeah. yeah. I don't have a kid. I'm just curious. I, got <laughs> a, I had lots of pets growing up, so. Yeah. Well, what do you think the right answer is? Did you have a pet that was uniquely your responsibility or Oh, yeah. Not? I had lots of pets that were okay. mine. The triops were the most fun. Are the, those, those um, like, uh, I almost said historic. Oh, my God. Am I retarded now? Those beetles, those like ancient beetles. They're uh, they're ancient for sure, but they're like underwater. They're called shield shrimp too. They're like tiny, tiny horseshoe crabs. They only what live the about hell? two months, so they were neat while they lasted. Oh, cool. Okay, but do you think it was? Yeah. Or, do you think it was beneficial to your upbringing to have these pets that were your responsibility? Well, it sure made me like nature more. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I also have had multiple spiders, so. Ah, good. Spider is a pet thing, man. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, wolf spiders are super cool. I got one to wave wolf at Wolf spiders. Once. Aren't those, uh, can't those, uh, well, I guess a lot of spiders can harm you, but aren't those, or are they they're not venomous? Ve- they're not venomous. Really? They just, do they do anything bad to you? spiders are venomous, but they're not Tarantulas typically are not venomous either, and they're not no, spiders. What are you saying? They're all well, venomous? They're just weak venom or? Tarantulas or? are new world spiders. What does that mean? They're arachnids. Their fangs, their fangs are oriented differently than old world spiders or true spiders. And they oh. typically, um, I, I don't even know that they can bite you. They have giant fangs, but they, they typically don't. Oh, they don't could bite. bite the crap out of you if they wanted to. I never got bit by my tarantula. She was a good girl. There's a rabid wolf spider. I was not aware of that. Oh. <laughs> there are a lot just... of spider uh, wolf spider variants. I Do you kill of. spiders in your house? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm assigned uh, to no, do that by them. my wife. Oh, really? I yeah. leave. I leave them be. I'm a spider Hello, spider man. friend. I guess you live amongst well, us now. But to be honest, like a lot of bugs, spiders. um, I release into the backyard. I don't. I don't. Squish. You kill spiders and you release other bugs. No, in the I'm backyard. saying a lot of bugs. I just release in the backyard because I don't want to deal with the squishy mess of you know smashing <laughs> them. I guess spiders take care of other bugs in your house. I'm not going to let them hang out though. I've found a black widow in my garage before. That thing burned. No, that one burned. That would be funny. I literally burned it. You lit a black widow? (laughs) Yes. Was it a female? It it was a (laughs) sketchy ass looking black widow spider. I'm not letting that thing bite my dog or something like that. It was in your garage. No, fuck that spider. I'm glad it burned. (sighs) Oh, that makes me hate you. It's literally the only one I've ever seen in in person, like in, in real life. They're majestic creatures. No, fuck them. Formidable. Yeah, they'll kill my family if I let it hang out. (laughs) 
would be fine. You'd get a little necrosis and you'd go to the hospital. It'd be fine. You know, um, I, I once got one of those weird bites on my arm that kind of like it became like a little mini crater, you know, and then it, it eventually did heal. But it, it was like it was like one of those skin eating wounds for a little while. I don't know MRSA? if a spider, a spider bit me in my sleep or something, but I have don't one blame of spiders. Most spiders don't bite. Well, I don't know what got me, but something got me good that time. Anyway, okay, so sorry for clearly we're very spider interested. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else on your mind? Uh, no, I've taken up enough of your time. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, man. Uh, I guess uh, maybe yeah. I need to put more thought to this. A spider for my son as he grows up. Yeah, boy. Maybe. All right. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Are you are you going to do like weird pets for your daughter at all or just dogs? Mm, well, I hate my dogs now. Oh. The next family animal is going to be a well-bred Persian cat. What? Cats? I, I just want a Persian cat. I guess I don't know what kind of I don't know my cat types. So what kind of cat is that? But I have to wait until one of the dogs dies. Uh, just because they won't get along or what? Oh, these no, are big fluffy wanna... ones. Yeah, and they're all flat faced. They're total freak shows. Yeah, they kind of look like the French bulldogs of cats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cats are low maintenance and they'll cuddle up to you for like 10 minutes a day and then do their own thing and yeah. they'll kill the mice in the house. Hmm. We have a terrible, terrible rodent problem. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. But it's it's terrible. Like just a so black just... widow once every ten years. <laughs> Mr. Chimney, are you there? Good night. What's on your mind, sir? Hello, targets. Uh so Hi. a couple of notes. G'day blonde. Had a couple of notes just from some last couple of call in shows I've watched. A couple of weeks ago you were talking about getting a laser weapon for home defense. I can't remember with a context in which that was brought up was someone saying like i i can't remember exactly but yeah someone was talking about getting a high-powered laser i thought i just mentioned because i used to fly military helicopters before um fired hellfire missiles laser guided rockets yeah the laser that we had could blind someone at like 20 kilometers before they even their reflex even closed their eyes huh and under the geneva I... convention it was actually illegal for us to blind people you could blow them up but you could yeah. not legally blind them with a laser so if there's a civilian context probably don't go for a laser weapon it's probably highly illegal maybe down under but we live in a free country around here <laughs> talking about international <laughs> no. military law there but in any case um another one that i had here i've seen yeah. the question come up a lot why are women attracted to assholes what i wanted to say today is they're not attracted yeah. to assholes what women are attracted to is physically dominant behavior and assholes tend to embody that hmm. and i'm not talking about manipulation i'm not talking about like you know insecure forcing i'm talking about properly physically dominant behavior particularly in the bedroom and if you want to read about that there's a really good book called sex god method by daniel rose teaches you how to pull the hair choke and all the good things oh my lord (laughs) my word yeah (laughs) but getting on to today's um i noticed there was a call like a week or two ago asking about how to approach groups of women so i thought i'd just quickly jump into that okay so yeah first thing logistics is your worst enemy in this because there is no group of women that ever waits in one place for long. If you see them outside, they are waiting for someone else to turn up before they leave for somewhere. If they're in a club, there is one girl who is whinging. She wants to go to the club where her favorite bartender is or the bouncer that she likes is whatever. So you always need to act quickly because they Mm. will leave very, very shortly. 
Especially yeah. if you're trying to pick him up because, you know, Murphy's Law. That's what did me um, in um, when I was uh, pl- trying to play this game. It's like you're waiting for some perfect moment that never comes and then you just sit around doing nothing. So yeah. uh, Hesitate, masturbate. <laughs> well, so, it worked uh, out for me in the end one day. Yeah. But it, it didn't did, work it out did for me created. many times. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, if it's just two girls, you need to have a wingman. Because if the other girl gets bored, she will just grab her friend and pull her away and you're done. Yeah. Um, I'll talk yeah. about wingmen another day, but there is a lot to be said on that as well. Uh, if you have a big group, the biggest thing I'd say is you need to have a target. You cannot go into a group and say, I'm just going to pick the one I like after that. You need to have a target when you go in and you need to focus on that one. And you do it initially by you walk in, you start talking to everyone except her. And you Interesting. need to entertain the group for around about one minute. And with this, your body language is absolutely key. If you, because typically a group will be enclosed in a circle. If you come on the outside of that circle and don't do something to try and get your way in, what I would typically do is I'd ask a question. And then when the girl responded, it would be like a sort of a wild question. I would grab her arm and like turn her toward me and say, oh my God, you just said this. And then you sort of bring her back in and suddenly you're inside the circle. But if you're talking from outside the circle, all she has to do is turn back over her shoulder and you look like an idiot just standing trying to get their attention. That body the, language uh, will actually turn them off subconsciously. The wow, physical women engagement are so dumb. Is, uh, is that, is that, that, I don't know, is that risky or is that uh, welcome, Blonde? If like a guy you don't know touches you. I'm a different kind of woman, you know. Do you, th- okay. So you think I'd you're be into unre- that. You'd be into it, but you think that's unrepresentative? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about women. And women lack agency. So if you say And they it, do lack agency, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, talking I, to women about dating is like asking a food critic about food. They can tell you what they like, how they like it, but they can't tell you how to recreate it. Yeah. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah. All I know is that I'm married to my husband because he basically forced me to. <laughs> so anyway, on body language, if they're sitting down, do not kneel. I used to act when I, when we took students out and did this. I used to tell my students, and I did it once or twice. Because it's I obsequious. Because it looks desperate, and that unconscious body language signals to them mm. that you are from a weak position, and everything you say is essentially having to be asked of them rather than dictated to them. Right. And I used to, if I saw my students kneeling down, I would physically walk up and I would push them over. <laughs> kneeling. Worst thing you can do. What do you What um, do you do in a situation <laughs> that? What's the preferred alternative in that scenario? Just remain standing or what? Down. You have Look, to find I a way to sit down. I would approach a group because it's nearly fucking impossible. Yeah. But, uh, you, the goal is you need to isolate your target, and the way you do that, if you haven't talked to her after you've talked for like a minute or two, you need to yeah. just come, the fastest way to do it is come clean and go. Look, guys, I actually came in because I saw her. She's absolutely gorgeous. Would you mind if I talk to her for a few minutes? And this is key. You never ask her. You ask the group because they will passively, if you've entertained them, they'll say, oh, yeah, dude, she's single. Go for her. And they'll push her to you. You then pull her out of the group, walk about sort of three or four feet away. Then you put your back up against the wall or a pole or something because if your back is against the wall and she's facing you, she is in your space. And then when any awkward silence has happened, she will actually talk to fill the gap because a woman will run into a room full of snakes and spiders to run away from a physically awkward situation. They yeah. hate awkwardness, so they will keep the interaction going. Hmm. That's true. These are a lot um, of counterintuitive I, things. I, yeah, I don't think that 
I'm certain I never tried myself. And I, I if I was try if I was in that game now, I don't think um, these are not things that I would think to be trying. That it's yeah. I, I, by the end, I was convinced that women just want as much directness as possible. And I suppose you're still advocating directness, but sort of appropriately tempered and appropriately timed. Yeah. I mean, you can go more direct. Like, probably, that's another thing I want to say. Anything is possible. Like, if you get the balls to actually do it. I remember at the end of one, um, we were teaching guys how to approach girls just in the street, and we come to the end of the day, and there were a couple of guys just saying, oh, there was a guy there, I was too nervous. Like, there's a guy there, he's going to blow you out. And it does happen sometimes, but to make a point, I remember it was just logistically very convenient for me. There was a group of about five guys around a girl and the girl was sitting down all the guys were standing and could tell they were all friends. But I just walked up and I said, excuse me, are any of you guys dating her? And they all just sort of dumped in and said no. And I reached my hand out and said, g'day, I'm Jim. Um, started talking <laughs> to her. Now, she did have a boyfriend, but she emphatically forced her friend's phone number on me after that. And it was just showing the guys like, yeah, some guys will be dicks, but if you have the balls to just walk up and do it, nearly all the time, you'll have enough respect from the group that they will just give the girl to you and say, yeah, no, please talk to her. And the other thing is, well, like, watch out. This The reason you need to isolate her is because she could have a friend that literally wants to tell her, this is, oh, my God, this is going great. He's awesome. Will grab her, take her to the bathroom to tell her how well it's going and completely kill it for you. Hmm. This is like hunting. Worst enemy. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I, this is all so complicated too. It's like, I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept of of arranged marriages again, because I, just these topics, like, not that I think you're, you're incorrect or anything. It's just the, the, I I flash back to the stress and the anxiety (sighs) of all of this. And uh, I don't miss it one bit, man. It's uh, no, no, the arranged marriage thing. You run into problems though. If you can't trust your parents, like your parents are reasonable people. What if your parents are money hungry or they hate you or they're <laughs> trying to improve their social standing yeah. or something like that. You could be totally fucked. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this all definitely works. We had it like any new technique, we would send it out all around the world from Sweden, us, UK, everything. It would be tried. And if it worked in all those countries, it would get mm-hmm. sent back as approved with little tweaks on, okay, for Asian girls, it actually works better this way, etc. cetera. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Anyway, probably taking up enough of your time. Thank you, man. Uh, hopefully that answers the guy's question. I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Have a, good, have a good one. Take it easy. Okay. J-Val is up next. J-Val, are you there? If I were a white guy dating now, I think I'd date Asian women. Uh, I I have some thoughts, but J-Val is in the, in the, uh, the room, so I will defer to him. What do you think, J-Val? That's what you called about, right? To talk about yeah. Asian women? Uh, Well, I mean... I live in a uh, highly conservative uh, subculture, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, whites only? Well, I mean, they're very conservative, very traditional where I am. So Mormon? I don't. Amish, Mennonite. Wow. Another layer deeper, probably. Yeah. So there's no. Yeah. I I mean, you've got to watch out for it. Like it does seep in, but it's yeah, a lot less likely. The Amish stuff? No, the 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 outside stuff seeps into the Amish. Mennonite. The Asians they seep in occasionally. No, Wait, are the, you a Mennonite? Are you ideology Amish? Amish Mennonite? Yes. Really? I, yes. Does uh? Well, Aren't I'm, you not I allowed know, to be using any of this say. technology? Yeah, I know nothing about this. Then. 
Well, there, there's uh, a ton of different groups, and they all have varying levels of acceptance. Okay. And so I'm. What do you one... not do? So no TV. Um, the women wear dresses and veilings. Does the li- does a live stream like this not count as TV? Well, not necessarily. The the hmm. concept. I think the probably the actual thing was was back in the 1930s or 40s or 50s, whenever the TVs were banned by our communities, they were more stringent about that stuff than they were when internet came around. But hmm. the general idea behind that was that you're in the driver's seat, or that was the argument. But then again, one was pre-sexual revolution and one was post. Okay. So, I mean, maybe it was just different people in charge. Well, I, I for one, find all this stuff very interesting, but I, I don't want to. If you had intended to talk about something well, no, else, I mean, I I'm mean fine to. with talking about that. Um, I, so I no, just, no jerk in it either. That's whatever. Really? Oh. It's not. It's not. It's looked down upon. Yes. Okay. But I mean. The issue of whether it exists is, I mean, kind of a foregone conclusion, kind of where it is everywhere. Is, were you raised into this or is this something you chose or, or how, uh, how? I was you raised be- into it. Okay. Do you have like, a sweet beard? No, um, that's usually traditionally for the married people. But in mm. my particular church, they've been kind of slowly loosening that stuff over time, much to my chagrin. And now I'm looking wistfully at the more conservative old order Amish and being like, you know, maybe you guys have a point. Are you going to join them? I mean, I can't. I, I already have a college degree in computer science. So uh, so you're not making sweet rocking chairs? Uh, no, I'm helping the people who do. Yes. No, oh, OK. OK. Uh, oh, supporting inter- their computer infrastructure. Yes. The Amish okay. make top quality rocking chairs best rocking chairs Dude, we couldn't seen. find one forever we were trying to buy one for when our son was born and a, a, a nice wooden rocking chair like you're talking about is much more difficult to find than it should be. really i just yeah. I, I just thought they were everywhere i mean no well what's it <laughs> like not having be, nice furniture I, I can't tell you yeah i mean you you clearly don't have that problem in the amish community i don't think you guys all, no, all I bet have the best so handmade fucking sturdy stuff. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, um, yeah, but the rocking chair seems like it is his, I don't know if it, maybe it's just cause people these days aren't having kids anymore. So they've kind of gone out of style or maybe I don't, I don't yeah, know what has happened, what, but they're I, hard I, mean, to find. I guess, yeah, I guess now that I think about it, the only ones I remember were the ones that were like either built by a local guy or yeah. like, I don't. I don't even know what a non-Amish built rocking chair looks well, like. Well, these days it's like, what do they call them? They're like swivel chairs or sliding oh, chairs those. or something. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, with the yeah, gliders. We, yeah, yeah, that's, the gl- that's probably the term. Because we went around to all the furniture stores trying to find one. And we couldn't. And we had to ship one in eventually. But um, oh my! But yeah, it was like, I couldn't yeah, believe how difficult it was to find. I, I should have. There's an Amish community near where my parents live. I should have just gone down there. And I probably would have had my problems. I mean, solved. yeah, if they do, if they do furniture there, I mean, not all of the Amish communities do furniture, but oh, they'll do like, furniture. Mine does. Hugh, does <laughs> I'll, here, I'll, yeah. I'll see to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing what you can do if you're not distracted by other stuff and you you focus on your craft. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways, though, the reason I did call or I actually had two things and I realized when I re-listened to my thing last week that I two things is almost two things too many things to talk about but um the first one was i had sent a super chat about trans versus women's sports um okay 
and this was just this past Sunday. And um, I don't know. I've been having a little bit of an argument. I, I just to to me. And of course, this is probably affected by my up, upbringing. It it just I I'm I'm a bit leaning on team trans here. Really? Or as a accelerationist, because I ah. always thought that female sport or women's sports was woman first and sports second. I like you. Hmm. And the 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 I mean, yeah, for so because male sports, that's just sports, and the only reason there aren't any women in it is just straight up because the men outperform the women and women would probably get killed um at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. And um but the the women's sport it, it very much is like you have to gatekeep it. And they were having this conversation on Discord, and it's like, yeah, we have like weight classes. Yeah. But the woman thing like that that's a different thing than than a weight class like there's there's just something fundamentally different about splitting it based on weight and splitting it based on you know excluding males mm. which is really what women's sports is like male sports is just sports women's sports is sports without men <laughs> um, all right i can see your point for a second i thought man am i gonna get the amish pro transgender perspective it's but i you know from the yeah. like, but it, 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 i understand yeah. where you're coming from for a second i thought it was going to be some of a crazy direction but no yeah. well yeah and i mean you know just growing up it's just like i mean yeah we don't do sports hardly at all like organized sports is also looked down on like how i grew up and it, it's kind of looked at as overdone and taken way too seriously um so that's that's probably the root of the issue is that we take sports way too seriously just in general um, uh yeah I, I could agree to that i think that's fair um and then the other thing i wanted to point out is we'll, like, we'll have to be really quick okay really, but it's the rise and triumph of the modern self uh cultural amnesia expressive individualism and the road to sexual revolution by carl r truman um it's a really good book. He talks about how the concept of self, like inner, how that the modern transgender movement has roots all the way back to the birth of the Enlightenment. And so it's a really good record. I would highly recommend it to anybody wanting to understand like the modern trans movement. OK, so. Well, thank you for your call. Yes. Have yep. a good night. Have a good Appreciate evening. it. Okay, we you are without offending people. Oh, damn it. Stop, stop. Yeah. Yo, Everybody shut up. I joined the wrong room. <laughs> I accidentally went into the Discord room again where everybody's like debating each other. Rah, 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 rah. I have to be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't say anything insane. <laughs> That's my fault, not theirs. <laughs> but I don't want anybody to get in trouble because of me. I don't want, you know people unknowingly just saying shit across the internet airwaves the duct tape strikes again you know it always does anyway uh we're due for a break okay. let's see uh over on d live william cooper thanks for supporting the show give a quick refresh on tippy stream and <laughs> your favorite guy uh ben shitiro that's clever <laughs> Uh, okay, gang, you're done spending more at Birch Gold and Blue Apron. Make sure you all buy Jeremy's razors, okay? They're <laughs> they're so good, I circumcise my sons with them. Oh, God. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean... You're an asshat. Make sure Ben has his say. But um, 
are, are they making a ton of money? Yeah. Uh, is money the motivation? I'm sure. But I don't know that that always means everything is wrong either. I, I think that obviously with every corporate interest interest cramming its nonsense down your throat, I, I am refreshed to see some pushback for that. Um, people can question if that's well, I don't even know that it's mutually exclusive. Is it wrong to fight the culture war and make a profit if you're, you know, filling a, a market space? I don't know. Is it wrong? No, I can still complain about it, though. Yeah. And, and nobody's saying you got to buy a, a Jeremy's razor if you don't want to. I would prefer that you buy a Western razor. Promo code Matt 10. <laughs> <laughs> Much to my chagrin, Black Rifle Coffee is um, doing incredibly well. I'm sure they probably still are. And no, they are. Their 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 projections are like a billion dollar, like crazy oh, projections. And yeah, it, um, I just feel like if right wing companies are gonna are gonna be raised up to this level, like can it be some people that are fucking based, like just a I few know, based people? I understand the hesitation because that's exactly what happened. Black Rifle is like the the wonder is will Jeremy's be the Black Rifle of razors that that black rifle was sort of born out of an opposition to and a hatred of Starbucks and other leftist coffee only right. to kind of betray that in the end, yeah. only to they bitched out on two A. It's like the, the thing, you know, the thing well, that they needed to defend the most. Yeah. They, they, they didn't come to a, a strong defense of Kyle, which I would, you know, I try at the time I defended them for that. Cause I don't think that they're, they have an obligation to come out and do that if they don't want to. But then the New York times piece about, about just shitting on on oh there's so many racists out there and proud boys and i don't want them and drinking our coffee all this nonsense yep I, I could the same thing could happen here so yeah i'm not saying buy a jeremy's razor to uh to save the world i'm just i am saying that i like to see a little more a little bit more uh market competition here and some pushback on on a lot of the bullshit so that's good but yeah uh um... Western Western Razor, not Jeremy's Razor. Western Razor. Bill Biz, <laughs> Washington State Governor signs gun safety bills to eliminate high ca- capacity magazines, ghost guns, oh, and concealed God. carry in certain areas. Should make us all feel safer in Seattle. Amazing. Great. Yeah, I saw there were some pushes because you could still legally buy so-called high capacity magazines, standard capacity magazines in Washington, and so a lot of companies were offering free shipping and rush shipping and all that. I think it's one of those situations where if you already own the mag, it's grandfathered in, but you won't be able to buy it later. Again, we're talking Ugh. about plastic shells and metal springs as though it'd be really hard for someone with like a 3D printer or something else to make such a thing. Like yeah. This is caveman level technology plus one, maybe. It's not very difficult to make. Jonathan Morgenstern, I respect my Christian allies. I hope you do likewise. I don't know. Draw your own conclusions. Thank you. Author says, what are your thoughts on Dave Rubin's announcement and the overwhelming support of all the conservative (sighs) pundits? I find it rich coming from the same people defending the nuclear family and its values. I was really hoping to avoid answering this question. (laughs) There it is. I knew this was coming. We also have a, we also have a call in question about it. Do we? We actually we had s- several, but I cut it down to one because maybe we should there. just save it for then, so that's fairer to our callers. Yeah, um, because 
Yeah, th- this is a difficult one. On the one hand, I, I have some fairly strong opinions on it. On the other, I'm not looking to flame a guy that I have a lot of respect for. Um, flame. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yeah, I, I think there are some very serious moral questions. And um, so I knew this question was going to come around eventually. And so we will address it uh, in, say, a half hour's time. Let's do that so that we can give our callers because uh, there's no way to talk about that in 30 seconds. I don't think. Let's just do two more. Steven Suarez says, Fight fire with fire. Hire a black actor to say he was touched inappropriate, inappropriately by Ken Toji uh, when she was a teen or adult sitter. Possibly there's men or men alive today that wouldn't be lying. He also said, Sebastian Stan is a way hotter Tommy Lee than Lee ever was. Lily James did a good job acting as Pam. Huh. But Pam was far more beautiful in the 90s. Really? Because I keep thinking Lily James is so much hotter than Pam Anderson. I, I haven't heard anything about this show, so I'll have to. Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is something we'd watch or not. It's but. pretty amazing. Uh, okay, we'll start. Okay, yeah, I, I see her in her role as Pam here. Interesting. All right, uh, let's get back uh, to our callers. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the, the stream. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Thank you guys for your chats as well. Next up is Frank Underwood. Frank, are you there? Frank? Mr. Frank? Frank. Hey, dudes. What's up? How's it going? We are well. What's on your mind? Oh, that's good. Well, I don't know. Do you want to rag on libertarians or do you want to talk <laughs> about uh, the economic downfall of the, the US and Western Europe? Uh, which one of these would make me be less depressed? Neither. <laughs> you choose. Yeah, why don't you, we'll, we'll let you take your pick. Really? That's that's passive of you. Come on. Where's the, where's the spirit? <laughs> uh, uh, well, libertarians. I it, it, fundamentally, it is your choice. Okay. You get to call in and talk about whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> we say that in the intro. Well, yeah. Bl- Blonde decided to be the man and take charge. In oh, I do yeah. have giant <laughs> testicles. Yeah. It's big, hairy balls. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. I dangle good, I assume. <laughs> All right, proceed. <laughs> hut, hut. <laughs> So I watched this video with the guy who, who only eats raw meat, and he made a kind of interesting point that libertarians really all they want is low taxes. You know, they want to be left alone to do whatever kind of degenerate shit that they can. So in a way, they're kind of just elite slaves. You know, it's kind of like communism, but everyone's elite slaves. Off. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because they're they're Sorry, enslaved uh, to their their vices. Yes. Mm. Yes. I. Any thoughts? Well, if you have more thoughts, if you want to finish them, um, go for it. But I just want to give you your time, and then I, I certainly have some thoughts, but I, I don't want to cut you off. Um, you can you can go. Okay. Uh, no, I I think that there there's certainly a strain of that that there is uh, there are. Some people who believe that uh, being left alone and leaving other people alone is the same thing as morality. And I, I don't think those are the same things. Obviously, there are moral, moral, there's moral wisdom and moral rules for how you ought to lead your life and how you ought to treat yourself um, that are far beyond just being left alone. But I think the question is, who is or who or what is the best mechanism to uphold and enforce those moral truths. Is it government or is it you and your God or whatever your higher power is? 
I, I don't have any faith in government to effectively uphold morality among people. I just don't think that that's an effective use at all. So I don't think I mean, that you're, like, I don't think you're totally wrong that those people exist. I think, but I think that they are a subset of the group. Uh-huh. But let me ask you this then. Would you be okay with some kind of like a theocracy, some kind of church, you know, um, uh, imparting morality and rules on society? Because if you look through history, there, there's always some sort of government or church or something like that dictating what the common man does. Yeah, but I don't think that that's necessarily good or productive. I think that yeah. th that most governments in history have been wildly immoral, including in present day. And um, just because it's happened historically, I wouldn't say makes it right or effective. I think human history is is a lot of suffering, a lot of immorality, a lot of terrible things. And I just uh, maybe maybe you have an example that you can point to me of when it when it had been done correctly. And uh, to your question oh, of. I'll just I just had one more thought on on this uh, theocracy or monarchy. I'm not even necessarily opposed to those concepts. Um, it, it, I'm not necessarily opposed to the idea or or so concerned with how we select our leaders. What I'm most concerned with is that our leaders are moral people who uphold that role of defending the rights of the people, whether they're democratically elected or whether they're some kind of monarch. I want the people's rights protected first and voting while it is an effective means of making a lot of choices if you vote to kill a bunch of people it's still murder so democracy itself is not is not of high is not the highest value to me does that make sense or am i just kind of talking yeah. in circles here all right no no i, I kind of think i get what you're saying but what my point would be is that you you can't avoid some sort of hierarchy you know, and that's what I feel the, the libertarians kind of want. If you take it to the extreme, you know, they they want their their uh, uh, anarchic, uh, anarch. Uh, what's the help me out with the word? Uh, anarchy, anarchy or they want like yeah. an anarchy libertarian state. You know. Well, but ironically, it's, it's the never only going to happen. The only way that could succeed is if men were of moral perfection, which they aren't. Um, that yes, that it's is utopian. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to be anarchist and degenerate, that's going to cause problems <laughs> yeah. for sure. You can't, yeah. you can't really, that's oil and water right there. That is definitely not going to work. Hmm. And I, okay, you know, I, I, I think we actually, I mean, I, I think we have areas of overlap here and I, I share your frustration with certain segments of the quote unquote libertarian party or community where it's just, it, there's a certain segment of it that believes like you're saying, as long as someone is doing that over there and it affects me in no way, there is no moral issue whatsoever, which is just plainly not true. You can be a wildly immoral drug abusing piece of crap and treat yourself like crap. And it's fair to say from afar, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. Does that mean that I get to go, I don't know, arrest you and seize control of your life, put you in prison uh, tell you what to do. I don't know if I would go that far, but clearly there are good and bad ways to live your life and we shouldn't be afraid to make commentary on, on those yeah. things. I guess I, I would say, say as like a final point that even the people who, who, who think that, that uh, whatever doesn't affect me, you know, whatever, uh, it does affect them because they're living in a society with people. And if yeah. everyone is, is uh, on drugs and stealing shit, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to affect yeah. them. 
Yeah, well, as yeah. long as it only affects all my neighbors and not me, then it's no issue whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. I mean, okay, it, yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, you end up living, uh, you, you have your mansion in the middle of an ocean of garbage and you say, well, as long as uh, as long as I have my little mansion here, everything's fine. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, if you if you want a demonstration of just how frustrating and toxic it is, go into like any libertarian community and just read the threads of people arguing with each other and uh, you will see the strain that you're talking about in full on full display. They're, they're certainly out there. Well, thank okay, you. then, guys. That's that's all I had. I guess well, I you, need man. to say goodbye to Blonde's big dangling bobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, man. Bye. Okay, we got time for a couple more. Mm-hmm. Reloaded AK is up next. Hello, Mr. AK. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, guys. What's on your mind? Okay, so I was listening to the last uh, Sunday show you guys had, and you guys were still mm-hmm. a little bit um iffy on how to judge the whole Ukraine Russia thing. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. I've got a bit more like uh, I've dug a bit more into it, and um. Nobody really seems to ask the question half the time of why why Russia would invade Ukraine to begin with, and mm-hmm. uh, Blonde seems to get the idea of like they've been uh, persecuting basically Russian ethnic Russians. Well, they're all basically the same ethnicity at this rate. They just it's just nationality differences uh, in the Eastern Ukraine for a while now. Well, I ended up watching a, a documentary a documentary called Ukraine on Fire. And they've actually released a more recent documentary this year. I think it's something called Rush on Fire, basically to drown out the old one. And uh, there's a trailer on YouTube uh, you can look at. Is this the and one they banned on YouTube? Kinda. They, they uh, took like it the down. one they don't really want you to see. What's yeah. it just... Is that Oliver Stone or who made it? Yeah, Oliver Stone, I think okay. is really. Was. Yep. And they, uh, well, for like, there's a, if I remember right, basically the. The Donbass, which is, you know, an area in eastern Ukraine, has basically been just, like, the subject of uh, military uh, gay ops, I suppose, by uh, Ukrainian <laughs> officials, including Zelensky and all that other stuff. Wait, wait what does that or, mean? What, can I get a quick like, definition as in, of like, gay 40, ops? As in, over 10,000 civilians have died at this point. Most people don't really talk about that. They're they're killing people. You're not saying, like, no, when I hear gay ops, I think, like, propaganda or something. You're talking well, about actually killing like, people. As in, like... As in, like, military operations that have basically put civilians at risk and, you know, put them okay. in through a meat grinder and nobody's talking about it because, you know, the whole media situation. Yeah. And so it's not very surprising to see why eventually Russia would probably uh, put an ultimatum down. It's like, stop doing this. We're, we'll, like, just let the eastern Ukrainians come to us, basically the Russians, and, you know, we'll call it good. And, you know, of course, Ukraine says no. And, uh, I mean, this all ties me back into the corruption bit Ukraine had for a while now, considering the fact that I think Crimea was begging Russia to take them in, uh, you know, what did, how long ago was that? 2014? Yeah, that sounds right. Around there. So my, uh, they, they were basically begging Russia to, you know, basically swallow them because all that crap that was going on. And, you know, Zelensky was more or less installed through a color revolution, all that. It's kind of talked about during this in this documentary. So it's basically that it highlights some of the Ukrainian uh, corruption that was going on at the time. And, uh, you know, basically through not a lot of people have talked about these civilians that have been put through the uh, the meat grinder and, you know, a bunch of it's got pretty rough footage going throughout. And mm-hmm. uh, and but now you hear like everybody should be. Uh, everybody should be you know, 
sympathetic towards the Ukrainians now because big bad Russia uh, basically, you know, started taking over and just tried to lay a claim to something that's probably, in all honesty, was probably theirs to begin with in terms of like the people that actually rep- uh, they represent. Because in, if uh, they look through like a, a lot of the election kind of stuff, anything that involves like pro-Russian sentiment in eastern Ukraine, uh, it was highly like uh, voted for in that area. Hmm. Did you know and, much about this um, before, like all the recent developments, or have you just looked into this lately? Or what's kind of been your path on investigating I've, this? Oh, I've had to look into this lately because I can't. Uh, the I, it's not something I normally talk uh, thought about. I mean, yeah. I kind of knew about the Crimea situation back in the day because you know I had I looked a bit into that too. I'm like, well, that's that's just a shit show all around. Um, and so that's kind of what made me prompted a, a further investigation into this now. And also, do you feel like that documentary would be a good entry point for someone who knows uh, next to nothing about the history of that region? And I'm, you know, asking I'm asking for a for, friend. Yeah. No. I of course am very well researched <laughs> on that and I have all my opinions squared away, but, but yeah, I mean, we, we constantly talk about, you're right. It, it's so hard to figure out what's trustworthy, what's fair. Um, and do you, do you feel like that documentary would be a good entry point? Uh, I think that would be a good entry point. Yes. Um, it could, uh, it's like I said, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty rough watch. Um, just violence or what makes it tough to watch? Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there is some scenes of violence and and whatnot in the, uh, inside of the documentary. It's just, uh, you know, clips and whatnot footage. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, I have, I'm using the, my, I guess Microsoft Bing's not suppressing it, so because I just looked it back, I'm like, well, it's a Ukraine on fire 2016, so it's I, I, normally it's been suppressed by like Google searches and stuff. Uh, like yeah, that. I know, I know it's still available on BitChute. I think it's on Rumble too. If YouTube has taken down the full thing, I know you can find it. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, I should give it a watch honest, uh, sometime soon. And it, like, I, I'd like to put my claim here. This is not me being like either pro Russia, pro Ukraine, anything like that. I'm just be like, this. The, there's some shades of gray here that have just been really. Uh, uh, like like ignored especially yeah. I, I can't take a man i can't take a man seriously when he's leading ukraine when he played a piano with his dick so, I, didn't, I didn't even know that even happened but yeah, yeah that, you know, the, have you not seen the footage of him in like the the tight the tight like a uh, leather outfit and no stuff no that is news team? to oh. me i have oh. i have no idea but i i share your yeah. frustration in that it's like i don't have to become a massive putin cheerleader to at least just get the presentation from what that side is. you can't even entertain that perspective without being shouted down and it's it, i was driving on, on the highway the other day with my dad and there are ukrainian flags flying off people's property people would probably never yeah, fly an american flag in their life mounting ukrainian flags on their property I, I have the same thing in my I live in a fucking small town in the middle of America and like I saw a Ukrainian fra- flag randomly posted on somebody's yeah. door like a lawn in the suburbs and thinking so you, you have Ukrainian blood or you just a severe libtard here well even if they do even if they are a Ukrainian person um, you can bet that that flag was not flying uh, consistently you know a month ago no. a year ago <laughs> no it wasn't yeah Anyway. Well, I mean, it's it's cause it's it's the cause du jour. I mean, you've got people with such broken brains that just be like, uh, absorb absorb propaganda, be excited for next propaganda. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the new mask. The Ukrainian flag is just the new mask, and there'll be another thing probably before the midterms. 
I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's just basically just like, keep people plugged in all the time, keep them you know yeah. in hyper in a hyper uh, inflated state of uh, I guess being. Oh, keep them hyper focused on shit that probably doesn't really matter to them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I think it, there's a lot to that. Um, I, I appreciate the uh, the call and thank you for the reference. That's probably something I'll look uh, look into in the coming days. Yep, Ukraine on fire. It's not a bad documentary. It just gives you a little bit more, uh, at least a, a, a look into the other side of things. Yeah. Thank you, man. Have a good All night. Right. Have a good night. Okay, a couple more before we're finished up. Michigan expat is up next. Mr. Expat, are you there? Good evening, Christensen Nation. Hello, sir. How you doing there, Matt? I'm well. How are you? And how are you doing, Blonde? Okay. How are you? All right. Let's see here. I'm doing pretty okay. Okay. So what I want to talk tonight about is my plan to end the student loan debt crisis. Now, mm. trying now, I you know I know this is you know very uh, harsh issue, but uh, uh, try to listen to the end because I guarantee you I am not taking this where you think I am. Now. Okay. All right. Now, I will say, you know, you know, I mean, I, you know, as far as far as, you know, people, you know, being, you know, living under, you know, student loan debt, you know, not being able to pay it off, you know, it's, you know, crushing them. But the thing is, I do not believe in passing the debt down to taxpayers. But I will say, I mean, you know, so the question is, you know, where the hell is this debt going to go, especially when millennials, you know, they're not getting married, they're not having children. Uh, so you, you mean, want you to know, relieve the debt, but not on the taxpayer's back. Is that, is that what exactly. you're saying? Okay. Yeah, so what's that, the plan I mean, to I mean, do that? I mean, yeah, the real, the real question is, I mean, millennials, if they're, if they're not having families, if they're not having kids, you know, who, who the hell is their debt going to get passed on to? Yeah. I mean, is, is it just going to, you know, disappear? And what I would, what I would recommend doing, and again, you can say my idea probably needs more development or you can probably explain how I'm wrong. But, uh, my idea is, I mean, you know, all of us, when we were 18 or so, and we were graduating from high school, I mean, we were all told, you know, if you didn't get a, you know, college degree, you basically didn't stand a chance at getting employed. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we're all kind of indoctrinated into taking, you know, a debt or loan that, you know, we didn't really understand what the hell was going on. So what I would recommend is for people, you know, who aren't gainfully employed, and of course, that's something that needs to be defined, but for those of us who aren't gainfully employed, and again, I mean, I have no, I have no horse in this race because I have no student loan debt. Who's I mean, my paying? Dad paid my college. Tell me yeah, who's my dad paying. Paid my okay, so <laughs> my my whole idea, just summarize really simply, is for those of us you know who aren't gainfully employed from our college education, you know yeah. what? I would recommend kicking the debt back to the colleges and uh, you know making 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 the colleges pay for it. Yeah, but, and but well, colleges. But- but how do you divorce that, them from the taxpayer? They are yeah. heavily federally subsidized. In fact, exclusively, isn't the federal government the exclusive student loan lender? Or at least they facilitate it all? That's not even handled privately by banks anymore. Really? As far as I understand. I was unaware of that. I rem- the reason I remember is because Maxine Waters, the wonderful chairwoman of the finance committee had a whole bunch of the big banks before her committee and was lecturing them about student loans. And they grabbed the mic and said, "Uh, Madam chairwoman, uh, we have not handled student loans for years. You guys took that over Um, anyway, but more to the point, uh, how do you divorce the, even if you want to send the bill to the college, they send the bill to the taxpayer, or at least the loans that go to them are, are subsidized by the taxpayer. Hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, you know, if the, if the, if the universities actually retain any revenue or whatever, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I take it out of that and, you know, guess what? I mean, you know, like I said, you know, only for people who haven't become gainfully employed, I mean, you know, as, you know, as far as I can say, what, what that would do is, you know, any of the majors that didn't result in gainful employment, well, I mean, colleges just wouldn't offer those majors anymore, like yeah, gender studies and whatever. And, you know, colleges that is, is yeah, you just stop, yeah, colleges, you, yeah. you make, you force them to be marketable in the way that you're talking about. And the way yeah. that you do that is by removing them from the taxpayer teat. Yeah. And, um, th- and, and then they'll have to produce, th- they will have a market uh, necessity to produce people who, are marketable who go out there and, exactly. and earn money based on the skills and knowledge that they learned from that institution. But, and yeah. And another point I'd make is, you know, colleges, you know, if, you know, if they had a responsibility to make sure you're gainfully employed, you know, out of college, you know, I, I would definitely argue it, it definitely is a responsibility of these colleges and universities to, you know, take more of an interest with like, you know, job and career placement. Cause like, I mean, I transferred between like three different institutions before I finally graduated from undergrad. And I will say the career office at each individual, every single institution that I went to was just absolutely abysmal because mm-hmm. I mean, I effing used yeah. them. I mean, I went, I went to those career offices and more or less, you know, either they simply couldn't match me up with any jobs or like, you know, the jobs that they could match me up with. We're just like, you know, just completely, they too completely are, abysmal. They too are unaccountable to the market yep, because yeah. they are also suckling on that taxpayer teat. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I share your general perspective that if we could sever that, that there'd probably be some uh, some market forces that would correct all of this and make it much better. But um, but we're right up against the clock, so I'll have to let you yeah. go. And, and thank you for, for calling in with your thoughts. But yeah, thanks for having me on again, man. Have a good See night. See you later. Night. Okay, we got one more, and then we'll hop into our email questions. Steamroller, are you there? Yes, I am here. Ooh, let me get you turned down. I got a lot oh, of... sorry. No, it's... I don't know, it might be my fault, but I got... You're good. Well, what's on your mind? Uh, well, uh, talking about pets, they brought up pets. We uh, We had a cat for our kid, for my boy... 20 years ago mm-hmm. and that worked out really well of course the cat hated everybody but uh <laughs> when you say his do you mean like it was uniquely his responsibility he was the only one that took care of it or or how did that work the cat liked him and hated everybody else in the family oh. okay so, so all right but no we we had it you know mom and dad took care of him mm-hmm. but cats don't take a lot of care i would say that uh having having never owned a cat from 20 uh, 20 years ago when he got him i was really skeptical that i didn't want a cat but uh the cat worked out really really well even though he hated everybody i can't imagine myself getting a cat but maybe well, i, don't I know. couldn't imagine myself either um yeah. i haven't had we... a cat since childhood since i was probably Seven, eight years old. Have Wait, never you had, had a cat, cat in childhood? I didn't know that. Yeah, then the cat ran away. I think the cat just escaped into the woods in our backyard and it just died. Who knows? Oh, why am I laughing? Yeah. We had some uh, guinea pigs that ran away too. They escaped what? out of their How pen. did that happen? Because we'd put them outside like in a chicken wire enclosure and they escaped. I don't know if they chewed, they chewed through it or how they escaped, but they got out and they went 
they also went to be one with the meadow in the backyard. They got eaten they, in four seconds by yeah, like some a bird. some fox yeah. or coyote or yeah. you know, whatever. Well, I uh, did not want the cat, but uh, the cat lasted eighteen years and finally. Damn, that's a good run. But about, about a year yes. ago, he he got too old and. We put them down. Oh, that's so I, old. Oh, I, I dread the day. I That's one of the final pieces of uh, manhood that I have not crossed is yeah. putting down a pet. And, you know, of course, we've had family pets that have died, um, family pets that have been put down. But I've never been the man of the household when that has happened. And I dread the concept. Uh, I dread the day, especially because... The dog I have now is the only dog that has been mine in my life that I've had as an adult. And he's kind of a bridge between lives for me. My life, I suppose it's true for every dog, but my life when I got him was completely different than it is now. Every single way, the people in he outside of my parents, he's the only constant in my life since 2013. And when the time comes for him, which, you know, he's nine years old, he's not young. Yeah. Uh, that I, I, I hope it doesn't put me out for a week. It's going to be really, really rough. He's not even middle aged. He's he's old for a he might live They're... to be eighteen. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Frenchie lifespans are eight to twelve. Uh, he's he's going to live to be forty two. Well, yeah. my son got him when he was eight. Yeah, and uh, uh, the cat. Yeah, the cat. Yes. Yeah. So, and then uh, he stayed. So your son obviously your son became an adult, and the cat was still around. Where did the cat go, or did he go anywhere? He, the cat lives in our lived in our house. Ah. My son was in the Navy for four years, so... So he kind of had an excuse. He couldn't really yeah. pass yeah. that off on him. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we we kept the cat even though it hated us. Um, but we were going to get a dog to replace him, but dogs are expensive, so we have another cat now. <laughs> All right, converted He's cat a, man. And he loves us. This is like... This cat is like night and day compared to the other one. Hmm. He actually loves us. I'm now playing with a red laser... <laughs> and he just loves it. It's just nonstop entertainment. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I, I appreciate the uh, the pet thoughts, and thank you for calling in. Yep. And uh, yep. all the best to your family. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Take have care. Have a great night. Yep. Bye. See, you might have the opposite experience. When the day comes for your dogs, you're like, finally. Finally. I God. couldn't wait. Now, one of my dogs is fine. The other one's unpredictable. I'm afraid he's going to maul my kid. Can I ask if there has been a Caesar update in any recent uh, times? No, I mean, the house is just so much less stressful hmm. without without Caesar. And I'm going to well, make some rules about future dog choices. Like breeds or what? Yeah, I don't want any breeds that are in the lowest two tiers of intelligence anymore. My great Pyrenees, great dog. Retarded. Hmm. He eats his own shit. Bron- blonde is uh, a breed and IQ person. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I just thought it, it doesn't matter if your dog is dumb, but like it really does. Really does. I don't, I guess I've never seen the definitive rankings on intelligence. Um, oh, you haven't read those? But, Frenchies are down there. Well, I, I don't think my dog is dumb. Um, at least like d- dumber than any other dog I've had. He is very... <laughs> St. Bernard's are really low, too, though. Maybe you Oh, just we loved our St. Bernard. He was so great. I would love to have a, a St. Bernard and a small dog together. It'd be great. People are saying but, border um, collies. No, you don't want to go too smart, either. No fucking uh, poodles. No border collies. I want a medium intelligence dog. Hmm. All right. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, that's we answer the important questions. On yeah, the <laughs> things you must consider when selecting your pet. A lot more uh, pet talk tonight than I expected. But, I know. Uh, you know, you never know the direction it's going to go. We are uh, all finished up with our callers. Thank you guys for calling in, and uh, thank you uh, for the patience to our other other callers who may not have made it in. If you are having trouble getting in live, or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, of course. The way to do that is by sending us an email question. Again, that's on the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. You can submit one there, and we will answer them to close the stream each week, as we will right now. Oh, man. Irish wristwatch, a tongue twister to start the email uh, questions here, asks... If you had a guest spot on CNN, what would you say? Imagine you have 15 minutes in which you can talk about whatever you want and the standard CNN audience will listen. It's not your YouTube channel, so you can say whatever you want without a fear of Susan's axe. Wow. I guess the question yeah. is, do you treat that sincerely or as a joke? Because you could just go up there and drop an N-bomb. <laughs> yeah, but you should treat it just, seriously. Well, I'm surprised you say that because I, I figure you would say that audience is unreachable who cares just enjoy the moment i don't know maybe did you see that clip this week of nancy pelosi uh just the most inexplicable thing that i've ever heard her say i don't know what for like five minutes she's talking and she's talking about birds and i gotta send it to you i was watching i don't think it, i've like, seen that one, no. oh my god i think i would just play something like that and be like this is these are the people you want in power why why hmm. these ancient old people i suppose if i was going to treat it sincerely and i had 15 minutes I would do a lot of prep on not just the things that they were wrong about, but sort of the active demonstrated lies and corruption that exist and just say, you know, it's not that I, I suppose try to reach that audience. I don't know. I don't even know who that audience is. The, yeah. the people who sincerely watch CNN, I, I, I almost don't believe they exist, but they apparently do. <laughs> is, is it just airport padding or are these people real? I, I don't know. I, I suppose that's what I would do is I would take the time to catalog the the pieces of corruption and lies that are beyond just say like getting a story wrong by accident of which there are yeah. many. And yeah, maybe yeah. if you list those uh, in detailed order and explain them for 15 minutes and say this, these are reasons why you might just apply a little critical lens to whatever you see here. I don't know. I've never maybe it's maybe it's a waste of time. You think it's even useful? No. Hmm. Um, Tim, Joe, Make, the rice how about just a, how about just a roast of Brian Stelter? That's probably a better use of the time. Just it, write a whole be, bunch of jokes. Uh, yeah. uh, that would be more entertaining and probably more productive. Roast and they of can't Brian kick Stelter's. you off. Oh yeah, I would just roast everybody. Yeah, roast of Brian Stelter is my answer. Like all the people on CNN that takes take D in the A. <laughs> yeah. Tim to the rice man. Although the public school system is corrupt and certainly indoctrinates our kids, I wonder if homeschooling will produce the ideological outcomes we want if teaching our kids to think critically is more important than blind adherence to ideology. Isn't it better that we put them into the world and allow them to find the truth? No, because that's not what happens. You know, the brain isn't fully formed until you're 25 years old. Until then, you need to be guided and protected, especially girls, hmm. um, because they're just, they're just so much more malleable than, than little boys. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not, 
sending my kid to some school so that some leftist dyke can t- teach them that they're the wrong gender or some shit. And then I have to deal with it for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean, I, I will agree with the premise here that critical thinking is, is very important uh, in order to find the truth and in order to navigate the world. That said, uh, a lot of critical thinking has been done already, you know, and I, I don't want, I, I, I intend to teach my son. And, and if there are future children, I'll, I'll, I'll teach them too, that there are a lot of great minds that have put a lot of thought to these things and, and, and done a lot of critical thinking for your benefit. We're going to explore these topics and, and explore these philosophies, understand them and be able to explain them and the arguments against them such that we can carry those forward and put them to use in the world. I, Critical thinking is important, um, but I don't I think it's pitfall from an educational perspective is to suggest that all ideas or philosophies are kind of on a equal plane of merit Mm -hmm. and just take your critical thinking and apply that and decide which one fits for you. When my son is an adult, he'll make a decision for himself. And obviously I will. He'll be a man then. I'll respect that. Um, but, but can't we just send kids on like Rumspringa when they're 18 or whatever? Hmm. Um, I guess I, I'm not, I don't know if I fully follow the premise of the question it is the idea that send kids to public school, arm them with critical thinking and that will play itself out. That's a real roll of the dice. Don't it's a real think? gamble these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I, I, I think it's an intellectual gamble in the way that we're talking about, but the way this is going, I think it's like a physical gamble. A lot of yeah. these people are actual pedos these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with them. Um, I can't believe that I, and I, I've, I'm shocked to even hear myself committed to either homeschooling or if we can figure out some kind of private schooling situation. But here we are. But here, I, I, there's no 0% chance I'm sending my son to public school district here. Not yeah. happening. Yeah, same. Period. I hate... Juice. Juice. Ah, clever. Blonde and Matt, what is your your and your spouse's love language and what is your bone of contention? Ah, this is interesting because this is actually uh oh man, we got to fight about this yesterday. Hmm. Uh my husband, I'm pretty sure it's acts of service, whereas mine is physical touch, and I married somebody that is not affectionate. Hmm. Uh and so I'm like, you need to touch me more, you know, give me hugs and stuff. And he's like, no. Gross. Do you, you're describing our exact relationship, by which I mean my wife and me. Oh, is that what's going on there? Too? Oh, hundred percent. I yeah. like. Why I don't have, you cuddle me? I have made I have made commitments to try to be better at uh, not just like physical affirmation, but verbal affirmation. That is also something that is important to her. For me, my job and how I show my commitment to her and this family is by working hard to support this family. It's it's acts of service. Yeah. I personally have no appetite for the for that kind of like the just the the i don't know the the all the this what's the word i'm looking for here it's escaping me what do you what do you call just like the mushy parts of marriage you know just like the romance yeah the romance <laughs> yeah. i have oh, i don't even know sake. the word for it um that's not true i mean i i obviously put forth effort to show support for my wife but that's to me that's what it is it's it's like putting food on the table kind of stuff it's not grabbing her and dipping her and looking deep into her eyes and we need some more of that 
you know? I, I understand the female appetite for that. Like, I, I was, like, sobbing the other day, and then my husband, because I'm always complaining about how he provides no emotional support, yeah. he comes over and he, he pats me on the head. To, you're actually describing me. That's my bit with my wife like, as I kind of do this. What the are you doing? <laughs> there's a great... Can you hug me or kiss like... I hope I'm not getting too personal here, but there's We're a great scene... We're both about scene. to get some text messages. Yeah, I know. I don't know if she's listening or not, but there's a great scene in The Simpsons where Reverend Lovejoy visits Bart in prison. I don't even remember why Bart is in prison, but Bart says, Reverend Lovejoy, have you come here to comfort me? I have, Bart. They're there. They're, <laughs> They're there. there. And, he pats. <laughs> and so I've recycled that bit habitually for my wife. Oh, you need some physical affirmation? They're there. They're there. <laughs> Maybe and she and I can get together and take out huge life insurance policies on, on you guys and then uh, yeah. hit the road like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel better that this is something that is happening in other relationships then too. Because it's not... Obviously, I, I I love my family. I love my wife. It, it, my disconnect from that stuff has nothing to do with any of that. It's just as a man, that's not my primary function. It's not my primary function. Yeah. God, yeah you guys you get together <laughs> with my husband. You'd probably get along. You talk about uh, yeah. the fairness Maybe. and blah, blah. Oh, Ugh. is he a big uh, is he a big fairness and principles guy? He's autistically rash, rational. It's hmm. it's just it's just incredible. Yeah, we enough. should hang out then. Sounds cool. It makes me want to smash his face. Okay, Cheesemaker <laughs> says, my family and I are at Disneyland right now, and there is a no mask requirement at all, but 30% of people are still wearing masks, and I've actually seen people double masked. Why are there so many people still doing these things? Is it fear propaganda or something else? As I've mentioned ad nauseum on this show, it is because people are secular and they lack um, moral principles, and so this... COVID thing has given them a sense of morality and a sense of identity and a group to which they can belong and identify. And mm. it's this visual thing, the mask, it's symbolic. Like I'm a part of this group that's saving the world. Yeah, I agree in full. It's uh, it is a newfound identity. I think you're right about that. And you don't, once you've sort of adopted an identity that comes with it, a whole set of values and beliefs and all these things, you don't just shed that. No, you don't. Yeah. I'm not saying this to diminish the faith. I'm just using it as a comparison. You don't enter say Christian faith and adopt all the tenets of it and the symbolism and then just throw that away one day. Maybe you, well, maybe you do leave the faith eventually, but it's a, it's a slow process. They have done something really dangerous, which is adopting an identity that only exists in a certain place and time. It's like being um, like known as the party girl. Yeah. But like, you, what do you do when you turn 30? Like, you can't be that girl. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I just I think that you're right um, to be as clear with my thoughts as possible. When people lack a traditional moral construct, moral framework, a traditional faith. They replace that with other things. Yeah, exactly. And in no way do I mean to say that the mask religion is of similar value to be as it clear as possible. Them. It's in their minds it might be, but in terms of yeah. its value to living a good life, no. Isn't it weird how there's all this religious symbolism in the in the whole COVID process too? Like, like the vaccine, it's like a like a christening or something. Uh, yeah, there, there are all kinds of comparisons and all sorts of initiation and it's bizarre. Yeah. The rituals, um, sacrifices, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, over time, 
you start to wonder sort of the things you're saying is that is a lot of that stuff kind of inherent to the human condition. So we, if, if it is, if we all sort of have a, a, a need for that, maybe we should return to more traditional methods of satisfying that need instead of this made up weird uh, medical, medical tyranny version of it or something, whatever it is. It's so bizarre though. Uh, although I think that it's also human nature to want to exert control over other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, think, I don't think, I think that your, that. your uh, thirst for freedom and, and individualism is a natural part of the human spirit. I think it's more natural to, to want to dominate people. Yeah. I don't know. Them. I don't know which. Yeah. I can't deny history's trend in that way. I don't know which would be more common because of course, I don't think that everyone shares my natural inclinations or perspectives on that. Certainly. I don't think, uh, I don't think you do. And I think you're, your perspective coming from the other side of that is a reflection of probably your own inclinations and your own natural tendencies too. to uh, dominate because, people yeah, or just to, yeah, to exert control. Yeah. Um, f- frankly, I, I want to subjugate people though, because I think that the stupid need to be controlled. <laughs> I, I can't understand the urge to control other people. I have the opposite urge. I, I want to, I think it's a I think it's a moral obligation to but but let they, them live they their necessarily lives. have to be controlled. It's the, it's what they choose when they're mm. given the choice to be independent. So there are a lot of those people. And I, I for it's me, the to majority sit, of stupid people, smart people value freedom. Stupid people want to they want to be controlled. So who's going to mm. control them? Well, if you choose your subjugation, I have a lot less moral problem with it. If you haven't want, they, haven't if they you, chosen their subject, their you, subjugation? Well, these mask people, the premise for the question, they they absolutely have. There's nobody forcing them to do it. And they have said, please, I liked it's it's like you. Well, no, I shouldn't. I'll get in trouble if I make some sort of c- comparison that's overly exaggerated. But um, if you had, how no about this? Faculties. If the shackles are removed from you and you say, no, please put the shackles back yeah. on. Like that's on you. That's, it, that's yeah, yours. It's definitely. Well, yeah. People choose to be enslaved by, yeah. by vice. They choose to be enslaved by, by a, a litany of things. But if, if you have no faculties at your disposal, you're like, you're fucking stupid. You're ugly. You're fat. You have nothing to live for. Then, then don't you think that it would just require a Herculean effort to erect this kind of moral system by which to live your upstanding and independent life. It's so much easier to be like, give me this mask and this soy and like govern me harder. And it it creates a scapegoat too. So yeah. all those things that you don't like about your life that you just listed, if someone else is running the show, you can blame them. You can say, well, they're running my life poorly. So it's really their fault. And you've relieved yourself of any responsibility or obligation to build the best version of yourself and the best version of your own life that you can. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard to do, but as I've said many, when I was younger, I used to do a lot more finger pointing too. Oh, this thing I don't like, that's someone else's fault. Yeah. Once I realized the things that suck in my life are my fault, or at least assumed they are, my life got so much better. Yes. And that's, but, but you have the capability to do that. Most people don't because it, it requires is, so much self-assessment that is painful and yeah. a recognition of your own deficiencies. And people oh, it's, cannot do that. They have fragile egos. And there are distinct stages in my life when I was capable of doing that and when I wasn't. There, there yeah. certainly was a stage of my life when I was younger where I just, whether it's uh, uncomfortable or whether it's a, an intellectual capacity that has yet to develop, I was just not able to look at the, look at the failings in my own life and say, my fault. I need to do better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is the difference between you and I, though. Like, I, I recognize 
that uh, I cannot change these people. I can't make them want to be free. And yeah. you still think that you can you can make people reasonable that lack reason. Uh, I do think that there are a lot of people available to that. Yeah. And I, I, but fundamentally I think there's a moral obligation to give them the chance to reach that, that it's not my job to, to impose the correct values on them. It, it's my job. But what to, do we do with the people that choose slavery? They will always be employed by, by dark forces unless yeah. um, I, the better dictator take control. Well, that's kind of the question I think uh, our friend uh, and chatter Phil brings up all the time. It's like, uh, are those levers of control inherent to the human condition? And does it take a good moral person to control them? I don't think that's insane. I really don't want anything to do with those levers, but perhaps those levers exist. And if you just leave them, if you just sit back and leave the levers empty, some Satanist comes and starts pulling them and then you got real problems. But even the good turn evil, I would 100% abuse my power in that situation. To help most, my friends most and family. Of, well, most everybody would. That's the problem with power. Yeah, That's why if you true. reward it, even the best people tend to abuse it. Oh, and I would kill people almost indiscriminately. <laughs> uh, vodka noodle. Yeah. Uh, Blonde and Matt. Why is the West obsessed with hitting out at Russia instead of trashing China? Is it because the West has outsourced its sovereignty to China? They sold their jobs and manufacturing capacity to China for more shareholder value. How do we change this? I think that... The, that's it. I think that that's exactly it. Um, we don't even manufacture 80% of our pharmaceuticals, of which you know, the majority of the American public is highly dependent. Uh, we're totally fucked without China. How do we do this? I, we move manufacturing back to America. Like if, if a bunch of Chinese insect worker bees can do it, like we can figure it out. All right. Just because there's 1.4 billion of them, we, we can't figure out how to manufacture in America. We used to do it. Like any other problem that we face right now, um, the solutions are a lot easier said than done. Do I, I would like to believe that we as and I, listen, I do my best to exercise my power as um, as a consumer to try to avoid Chinese produced products. It's very difficult in the current market. And of course, you do your best to try to put politicians into office who at least say that they believe in reducing uh, dependence on, on these sorts of countries, whether we're talking about cheap plastic crap or whether we're talking about energy. Right. Um, but th- when the power centers, just like the power center that has concentrated in DC, there's a strong power center that is now concentrated economically in China. You do your best to try to, uh, to try to unconcentrate those power centers through the means that we're talking about. But you got to recognize these power centers concentrate until they become unstable and they blow apart. And that's realistically, that's probably how all this gets fixed in the future is there's some kind of blow apart rather than say, I don't know. I think I'll spend my my dollar elsewhere. I don't know. I think I'll vote for this politician. You do that, but you sort of prepare for the harsher reality that probably exists down the line. Yeah. That's correct. Conserva says as a conservative i'm against oh is it so the, the is this the one version of the ruben question yes okay so as a conservative i'm against homosexual adoptions regardless of who the father uh, who the fathers are i think it's wrong and immoral what dave rubin is doing and i'm shocked that so many on the right are refusing to call this out for the the degenerate act that it is what are your thoughts do you okay, want to go first of all first or second we gotta go for it. clear this up i don't know why so many people think that he's adopting children that's not what is happening yeah. What he has done is he is the sperm donor for one child 
and his husband is a sperm donor for another child. They use the same egg donor, and then they've used two different surrogates, and the babies, one with Dave as the biological father and one with the husband as the biological father, but both with the same mother, so they'll be half-brothers, will be born two months apart. Yes, so this that, is in an adoption situation. Yeah. Which I think changes things. Now, as a rule, I, I have some ethical problems with IVF. If I were in an infertility situation, I might still do it though. Uh, I know that when you're desperate for a baby that you'll do you'll do basically anything. As far as like gay dads are concerned, how do I get out of this? I don't want to answer this. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about this and I, I know that people don't like qualifiers and prefacing. It, it's, it's actually very difficult for me to talk about it. And I don't mean to pull punches from the moral perspective. Cause I think that there are some serious moral considerations here. Uh, Dave Rubin is uh, I, I have a huge level of respect for him. He's highly influential on me. Um, I actually, I don't know if I've said this on the air, but he's loose. He, he has, he, <laughs> poor phrasing he's partially responsible for my marriage um because oh, my man. wife found the show through dave rubin appearing on our stream and uh, yes he has appeared on our stream and he was very nice to us and he yeah. gave us a big break with that so, so i just of, feel like i just can't i can't shit all over him for this. none of what i'm saying is meant to be a personal attack and i don't yeah. uh, that said just because i have a high level of personal respect and personal admiration for the guy doesn't mean that I, I can't question some of the moral issues in this case. And fundamentally, after thinking about this, I've been thinking about this and talking about it with my wife for days because it's, it's so complex, but creating life with the intent of removing it from its mother, I can't get over to me there. It, so do you have the problem with the surrogacy or with the egg donation? Well, so that's that's kind of where this thought goes. That is to say, if I think that there's something um, wrong with creating a life with the intent of removing it from its mother, is all surrogacy wrong? Um, I, I'd have to think about it. it well, it, does the, the surrogate even matter? I mean, I think the surrogate doesn't matter at all. If you're talking about removing the baby from the mother, it would be removing the baby from the egg donor. Yeah, there's a biological the mother and there's has, a surrogate. Yeah. But that's what I mean is what I'm saying is you're creating life with the intent of the mother not being the full part of it, the the actual mother raising the child. And I understand that life throws circumstances at you. Sometimes moms die. Sometimes moms are bad people who are drug abusers. Bad yeah, things happen. Just, you know, they're just fags. Th that's <laughs> that's my issue is intentionally creating a situation that is less than ideal for the child. Because it's 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 prioritizing a lifestyle and forcing the child to fit into that lifestyle. I have some problems Kids with need, that. The, they need moms. Like you need, period. Ideally, yeah. you need a mom and a dad. And I understand that in every situation, mom and dad, life happens, bad things happen. But this is intentionally selecting against that and putting a child into a place that is is less than ideal. Um because you're forcing the child to fit into a particular lifestyle. The question was about adoption. I actually would have a lot less of an issue with it if it was a child who needed a home, was in a bad situation, and was adopted. I understand people have their opinions yeah. about gay adoption, but you know, it, it's what like if, if those five Houston kids were instead of getting adopted by those Portland Dykes, got adopted by Dave Rubin. Probably be a better ending. 
Yeah, it it <laughs> for sure would have been. Yeah. Dave Rubin wouldn't the, be driving them off any cliffs, you know. The other thing that I see people talking about that um, I think is a consideration is you are effectively purchasing a life. You are yeah. paying an egg donor. You are paying a surrogate for the creation of a life that you will then uh, you know, take, as, as we've discussed, take away from that mom. Is that... In any other context, we think that sort of paying for a human or paying for, in the case of the surrogacy, paying for the use of a body, we consider there to be a lot of moral implications, a lot of moral considerations there, even if there's consent. And see, this is... No, no, I'm fine with that. There's consent. There's a financial transaction. But here's the... Well, but here's the counter. Um, And I don't mean to say these are the exact same thing, but there's some parallels here. When we talk about prostitution as the selling of a body, fine, with you, you can consent to that, but but is it is it moral? Is it a no. moral arrangement? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about the morality of surrogacy. I mean, my I'm fine with it because it's people consenting to uh, to build families, and there are a lot of appropriate uses of surrogacy. Women that are born without uteruses but are born with ovaries. Like they're just supposed to never have children. And my hang up, my only hang up with IVF is in the destruction of embryos. So you can do IVF and use all of the embryos you create. You can limit them to the number of embryos. You can say, create three embryos of any quality. I will implant all of them, not mm-hmm. at the same time. And then you've given them actually a better chance of life than in natural conception. So nobody could fault you for mm-hmm. that. And you're not destroying any embryos. Outside of that, I don't I don't know that I really have any ethical dilemma with fertility treatments. My problem here is the gay dads thing. Hmm. Surrogacy okay. doesn't bother me either. Okay, so we haven't talked about that point. Go for it. The gay dads thing? Mm-hmm. I just can't see how you can properly nurture a child. Like two homosexual men does not equal like half a mom. Uh, breastfeeding is incredibly important for childhood development. Like, I don't think his kids are going to be screwed. He's, he's rich. He's, you know, he's doing well. He, he clearly cares about education. Like the kids are going to have a fine quality of life, but I can't condone the raising of children and the creation of children in any situation outside of a monogamous heterosexual relationship. Would you have a problem with adoption of an existing child? How destitute is the child? I don't know. A, a child in a worse position than he or she would be in the home of Dave and his husband. I mean, imagine like those kids that grew up in the Houston ghetto, like the, the straight bullets are whizzing past their heads and whatever mm-hmm. their, their single mom is addicted to crack. And then you get adopted to some homosexual men, rich men in LA and you get like an awesome education. That would be the best thing that has ever happened to them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I feel like I've kind of addressed all the points that I that I wanted to. Um, I like Dave, so I like don't really want to talk about it. You know. <laughs> well, it's a it's a tough one. I don't want to allow my personal, um, my personal admiration for a person. That shouldn't mean that I'm that I can't talk about the moral issues in play here. And so I, I yeah, it does make it difficult for that that reason. I guess my other question beyond the intentional creation of a life. The creation of a life with the intent to move it, uh, remove it from the mother. Um, 
he's just well now i kind of lost my train of thought i don't know it's a complex issue yeah that's shrouded but, by my positive feelings for dave so i i don't no i had i had a thought and it just escaped me god damn it <laughs> buy me some time here talk You're some old. more i'm just it's we're past the two hour mark apocalypse soonish maybe i'll come back to it can you steel man the case for the canadian government against truckers and protesters hmm. <sighs> uh, i don't know i guess if they were actually disrupting supply lines which d- doesn't really seem to be the case the point the point came back to me sorry <laughs> I, I just want to return to it because it's a question of what is priority here and if the priority is is best interest of what's the what's the priority best interest of the child or the lifestyle and it seems to me that the child is being put into the lifestyle that the lifestyle actually is of higher value than the best interest of the child yeah and i think there are some serious moral complications there um and and i'll leave it at that anyway okay sorry i didn't mean to make that flow oddly it's just i wanted to get all my points out so that i <laughs> I just want to be comprehensive too. I don't want to like, I don't want to kind of let this topic linger and then you know, have people like feel like we're avoiding it or, or you know, something He's like that. He's definitely not watching this, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, that's safe. But it, you know, there's also a serious possibility that someone would send it to him or something like that. And uh, yeah, although yeah, Mike Bidet but, watches the show, but if, but the, this is a conversation that I actually would gladly have with Dave personally, if he would want to, or, not that I have any entitlements in that, but um, I think it's, I think it's, I mean, I think it's incredibly complicated and I think that it, it's an issue that should be seriously discussed. And it's funny, he's had a lot of hit pieces thrown at him saying, oh, look, his audience has turned on him and they find you go into the reply section of that tweet, his tweet announcement. Like, yeah, there's some people who are being aggressive with their commentary as they want, as they are want to do on Twitter. Oh, something else I saw in the live but, chat that I was going to bring up. Okay. Did, are you done? Sorry. The only, the only thing is they cherry pick like the worst possible, ho- the guy who said, I hope you die or something like that. And they, but if you, but I, man, I was reading a lot of the replies on that. And it's a lot of people trying to do what we're doing, which is like, listen, I've, I, I've listened to you for a long time. I have a lot of respect for you. I have, something doesn't sit quite right with me about this. And I'm trying to figure out why there's a lot of people having those conversations and to say that like everyone's turned on him and they all hate him. It's definitely not that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Travis Smith said naturally gay DNA wouldn't be passed on. Isn't this playing God or human genetic engineering manipulation? Mm. Now it is actually, that is actually not true because what gay men used to do because they wanted children is, um, they would marry and procreate, like have sex like a few times with like a homely woman in her late twenties who, whose prospects were bleak. And that was a way for them to pass their genetic material on. I actually know a few people who ended up having gay dads. Um, but like back in the day, this is what people did. So it was way more common for this, this gay DNA, although I'm sure that a majority of this is environmental, uh, to be passed through ancestry uh back then than now like how many gay couples do you know that are actually doing ivf it's incredibly expensive incredibly this probably cost them a hundred thousand dollars this whole thing i'm sure you have to pay surrogates 30 grand a pop i mean pregnancy is no fucking joke you know and you don't get anything at the end except for some money um 
But people back in the day, they were just like, well, I want to have kids and this woman has no prospects and I only have to bang her like twice, three times. Make a deal. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was just a deal. People yeah. were really transactional about it. And yeah. uh, Milo has talked about this a bunch. Um, so I actually don't think that that's true. D did you see what Milo said about this? No. What is it? He reemerged. Well, I don't know. I guess I think this was on Telegram. I haven't followed closely. So maybe it's not a reemergence. Maybe he's more active than I realize. But he said something like, um, this is an abomination. They should both be executed. So the, the flame war maybe was real coming from him, but um, he's no stranger, I suppose, to dicks. making uh, inflammatory oh. statements. And no, he's no stranger to dicks uh, either, I suppose. He's celibate, though, so you got to hand him. You got to hand that to him. Yeah. Was that his decision that he wasn't going to be gay anymore and be so he's not um, pursued like a, a like a straight marriage or something? He's just. No, he's I mean, he's, he's a celibate homosexual. Okay. All right. Aco Apocalypse. I just read that one. We got a uh, boogie on these. Yeah, so I had a ton of thoughts about this, but yeah, so we'll get I through the rest. One. And thank you guys for your patience. I know it was kind of lengthy, but obviously something that we've been thinking about for a long time. And I also just, I'd, I'd kind of like to have this discussion as a community too. I don't want to just set aside some attack on on Ruben personally or something like that. It's it's something I'd like to try to figure out with a dialogue. Know, like and this. it seems like such a slimy thing for somebody to help you in your career. And then like, yeah, I, I, I don't want it to come off that way. And I hope it doesn't. Do you want to answer this? Apocalypse uh, yeah. Apocalypse. Sinister. What's the steel man case for the uh, Canadian government against the truckers or the protesters? Well, I, I suppose um, there are two questions on that. There's one, the treatment. Could you steel man the treatment itself? And two, could you steel man the process? I, I don't know that I could steel man the process of just declaring emergencies and ordering things from an executive that are insane. Like we're going to yeah. cut off your banking and we're going to deperson you and all of this. Steel man, the response. I, the best steel man I could say is that um, it's fair to say that 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 certain um, lines of politeness were crossed, right? There was a lot of honking. And I'm sure if you live in Ottawa, it's really goddamn annoying. I, I don't yeah. doubt that. I can't stand it when my neighbors play their stupid music too loud. I, I get that it would have been annoying. I also understand that in general, you don't really have a right to shut down um, ar arteries of commerce. Like you, you yeah. shut down an entire bridge and, and block all the uh, just people going about their business and all that economic t activity. You generally can't be doing that stuff. So, was there room for policing in general, both from like a public nuisance standpoint and, um, uh, you know, protection of the 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 waterway, so to speak, or the the, the yeah. highways and, and make sure that everybody who's trying to go about their business is able to do that? Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, and as far as I understand, the truckers uh, were accommodating in many places, though in some they were not, but they left lanes of traffic open. They didn't established total blockades except for the bridge i believe they actually did that right um right. the best steel man thing i would i would say is those are cases where existing laws prevent that sort of thing so get your police force in there and enforce the existing laws and i don't think that that's unreasonable necessarily i wouldn't have had a huge problem with that and i think probably a lot of the truckers might have said the same thing themselves we're not we're not trying to abuse people we're trying to make our point known and uh but as far as saying that that's an emergency that requires a, a historically unprecedented power grab uh, from an executive perspective, I, I, there's I can't say that that to steel man that would be to say that 
every inconvenience of that scale is a, is an emergency yeah. that requires a dictatorial response. Yeah. Can you, do you, I don't know. Could, let's, let's, let's put the shoe on the other foot. What if, it, what if uh, in the summer of 2020, Trump had declared an emergency about black lives matter, people doing the same sort of blockages. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like it. Like let's send in, you know, uh, well, I, not just break up the blockage, but let's unbank these people. Black Lives Matter, of course, probably should have been unbanked because they've just been they've it's been an entire vehicle for fraud for people to become millionaires on the backs of people trying to donate money to supposedly help, you know, the George Floyds yeah. of the world or whatever else. Um, the point is, even those fraud laws exist. The laws already exist. Just enforce them as they are. You don't get to seize dictatorial power to do it. That's true. Uh, okay. So things lot. Hi guys, I'm getting married in less than eight weeks and starting to feel excited and nervous. Mm. What advice would you give to someone on their wedding day? Um, sometimes you have to fight with your husband. Mm. And instead of trying to, if you're like a, in a low conflict marriage, and my husband and I get in a fight like once every, I don't know, six months or something. I think is probably appropriate. Um, so we're we're kind of in a low conflict marriage, but like there are times where like I'm really pissed off, and I just don't say anything, and then that resentment just builds and builds, and then we get in a fight, and everything's fine in like a day. Like sometimes you just you just have to fight. You have to get in a fight, and it's fine. It's worse to avoid issues and be passive aggressive. Yes, in a lot of relationships, but marriage specifically, I think. And I was thinking more on just the wedding day itself. Um, cause I agree with what you're saying, obviously, but on the wedding day itself, I don't know what kind of event you're planning on having. So, but, it, but if you are having an event with guests and all this, um, you're going to get a conception in your head of what it's supposed to be. And you're probably hiring people to provide this and do that. And you have a certain expectation of what that's going to be. It's not going to happen exactly the way that you think it is. And you have to be comfortable with certain things being different than what you expected or, um, you know, some things even being kind of, I don't know, like uh, failure is probably too strong of a word, but mistakes will be made. Yeah. And just, just put yourself in that mindset ahead of time. Because if you, if you, at least from my perspective, it's not like I had to have it go a certain way, but if you, if you start th- noticing like, oh, that dish isn't the way that we ordered it or, oh, like the, the person messed up this cake frosting that we wanted or something. Yep. Then all of a sudden you're in the mindset of like, noticing these really small particular details that none of your guests are noticing and yeah, you're really missing the, the big point. So just, just allow an appropriate level of bullshit to enter your wedding day and just understand that's going to be part of the deal and enjoy yeah. the big picture and congratulations. Yeah. Yep. Tongue punch my fart box. Oh. <sighs> Should reject this question on principle, but here we are. Hello, I am considering acquiring a Ruger 5.7 pistol. Are either of you familiar with this gun? Have any experience shooting it or something like that? Um, I don't have a lot of, I don't have any experience with this, specifically the Ruger 5.7. I've been an admirer of the caliber by virtue of the P90, which is a very cool. Um, well, it's just, it looks, it looks like an alien gun blonde. It's like a short little sub gun that looks like a weird, it takes 55, seven rounds in a mag that pops on the top of it. And it's kind of like a call of duty legend. I, I would love to have one. Um, but FN of course makes a five, seven pistol too. I am, I am, 
I've handled one friend's PS90. That's my experience with this caliber. So my admiration of it is purely like video game based. And I'm, I'm kind of an FN fanboy, but that's about it for me to tell you if the Ruger five, seven is a good one or not. I, I don't know. I, I haven't handled it. I think it's a cool caliber though. And I'm glad that, that some offerings in that caliber are, are being made available at lower prices because these, all of these guns used to be ridiculously expensive. Right. So enjoy it. I know what you're, you got any about. five, seven opinions. No, I was I, so I, good with that five, seven in, in modern warfare three. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, what the okay. hell you get the next one. Ugh. Undead jizz dumpster. God, why? You, you know, that? colleagues, we really need to think our rethink <laughs> our communication. I know because this is not serving any legitimate purpose. I watched Katanji Brown Jackson hearing yesterday. I listened as Ted Cruz took her to task for routinely sentencing pedophiles to far less than the sentencing guidelines specify. This morning, I heard Dem saying how this was an example of Ted Cruz mansplaining racism to Katanji Brown. Are we really Ooh. living in a time? When people will actually believe that a senator addressing a judge's record of being soft on pedos is racist or a lecture on racism. I don't want to live with these people anymore. Thoughts? Uh, short answer, yes. That's exactly what's going on. These people literally think that being racist, which is a valid worldview, valid worldview in any other time in history, is worse than raping children. That blows my mind. It blows my mind. I think you're right about that. I I, I think that racism might have some moral considerations are glossing over but is it yeah, worse okay is it worse than uh what we're talking about here which is guy distributes 6700 child porn images and gets i forget his exact sentence but well below what what the guidance was i know it's it's it, it, the entire concept is absurd you know racial racial tensions they are manifested of a biological urge to protect one's tribe like racial skepticism at a minimum is so deeply ingrained in our lizard brains that even this amount of leftist propaganda can't can't overturn it all these people just hate white people how is that any different uh, well because the white people are the oppressor we you know you know the reasoning there. that's fucking crazy but yeah you talk about how a lot of um, loyalties have become inverted perverted all of that i i think that for a lot of these people, their party loyalty itself is above morality. That is to say, you, I, I'd like to see a hypothetical run of Donald Trump versus convicted pedophile Democrat. Yeah. Like Seriously. a guy who literally raped kids, yeah. demonstrated, was convicted in court, did prison for it. How many people would still vote Democrat? A lot. A lot. Millions. Yeah. Millions. And I'm sure, to be fair... The inverse is true to some extent. There are people who are so loyal to the Republican Party, they'd probably do the same. I just I think that the perverted. Uh, and I mean that like from a just a moral sense, not the like sex perversion type stuff or child porn perversion in this case. I just mean the perversion of their values runs so deep that that party loyalty is, in fact, like the ultimate tribe. Yeah. Um, and, and as long as it has the right tribal signifier next to the name. It everything else is secondary. It's truly an insane time, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. She's probably going to get on the court. So pedophiles everywhere rejoice. If this is I your know. it's your Seriously. time to shine, <laughs> uh, the golden age of <laughs> accidentally uh, distributing thousands of child porn images on, in fifteen minutes on a Sunday. 
Yeah. Uh, Rich Evans, blonde, on a scale of one to ten, how based and red-pilled is Mike Staklasa from Red Letter Media? So I have done an in-depth early check on Mike because um kind of low-key in love with him. You should Google him. Have you watched been watching Red Letter Media? I, I know you uh, and our, you know, our friend and listener, Michael Schlecht, both love this channel, but it, it I don't, you know, movie stuff's just not, you know, obviously it's not. But my, now that you're watching the movies, don't you want to watch the movie reviews? After I don't you really write your care review? what other people think about it. But these guys are different. What's the guy's name? Michael Red Letter Media. I just think you've had Red me Letter look this Media. up before. Um, He's not an oh, attractive Mike, fellow. Not, uh, Mike, not Michael. Yeah, he's not a bad looking guy, though. He's just a normal he's looking dude. He's not great looking. But I am just so into it. My husband, incredibly handsome. This guy, schlub. I'm like, I don't know. My husband dies. Mike from Red Letter Media. I'll give him a call. Is he a married um, man? I actually think know? he's pretty based. And so anyway, I've done an early life check on him. And it's not what you think. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> okay. I think he's pretty based. Every once in a while, I hear something from him. Rich Evans is the real jewel of Red Letter Media, though. Jay I'll... is five foot four, so he's dead to me. All right. Um, kitchen sink. Many point at the likes of Jimmy Carter and bumbling Joe Biden when asked, who is the worst president due to sheer incompetence, stupidity, or just being a pussy? Who, though, do you think was actively the worst president, as in was malicious or deliberate in their betrayal of the Constitution? My vote is Lincoln. I suggest reading The Real Lincoln by Thomas J. DiLorenzo. John Wilkes Booth did nothing wrong. I would have said Lincoln, but now I feel <laughs> like I can't because you've already said that. So FDR did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, yeah there's it's an interesting way to consider this question, too, because who's the worst and maybe who is uh, another way to consider it is who was maybe most historically misrepresented. You do have a lot of these people built up into hero status, uh, Lincoln, FDR, um, yeah. several others, and and maybe undeservedly. So I knew so little of of FDR's policy history either. Like the the what they did with gold at the time, it, it became illegal to own gold right, privately, right. and well, things the New like Deal that. Programs are touted as this um, economic recovery act, but can you can you legitimately have economic recovery where you're creating jobs where there is no need? Although the the parks project was um, good, that's about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, blind squirrel finding a nut. But yeah. that well, national parks predated um, predated uh, New Deal stuff. But New Deal built a lot of stuff in them, so they're guess they're kind of they're kind of interrelated in that way. But um, LBJ, no, I don't know. I I, I I need to just read more about Lincoln, and I I find Civil War history really fascinating. So it's probably something I would enjoy doing if I set aside the time to do it. We're all, you know, it's it's just it, it like we're talking about in other contexts. You're just it's hammered into your head. You have to worship this person as the greatest person ever. The country wouldn't be what it was without this person. There's always another side. And yeah. even if you do conclude that Lincoln is a fantastic president, you should be aware of uh, the, the case against it. So um, I don't know. John Wilkes Booth seems like kind of a shitty guy, though. Straight was to the back though? of the head. Or was he an American that's, hero? That's... <laughs> That's pretty low. I don't know. They, they should have fought in a duel. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't honorable. Even if you have a strong dispute with Abraham yeah. Lincoln. Come on, man. It's top hats at dawn. And uh, <laughs> we'll settle it like men. 
Uh, Lost Crusader, is it really that hard to imagine that our country or government uh, has run its current course? America is young and on a global scale. So America is young on the global scale. So the Civil War aside, we haven't truly seen major shifts in power structures in our time. I don't want to see significant conflicts, yet if our values and morals don't align, why should we try to continue to have a unified society, especially when one side is so unwilling to come to the table for a conversation? Well, I agree with this entirely in its premise. If our values don't align, why should we try to, to, to continue to have a unified society? We shouldn't. Unity is of no inherent value for its own sake. That's what's been so frustrating with this presidency. We're going to be a great unifier. We're going to unify everybody. Unify around what and for what? I don't want to be unified with pedophiles because they have yeah. terrible values. Unity is of no value in that sort of situation. That's an extreme example. But if we don't have unity on the fundamental premise of the country, and I'm not even saying our country, I happen to believe in the, the founding values of this country very strongly, but just any country, if everybody doesn't agree on the fundamental premise of it, what is the point of keeping it together as an as a as an entity as an institution if we don't have that we don't have anything so i agree that um the best that we could hope for is uh is an amicable split so that people who uh share certain value structures are able to associate and build what they want to build and i don't i don't i don't know how your average farmer from nebraska and your average uh, elitist san franciscan are going to get together on fundamental Ever. values i just don't oh, see yeah. it and there's no there's no there's no value in them doing that if there's nothing linking them if there's no shared unity is just it's a buzzword it doesn't mean anything if there's nothing if there's no foundation under it yeah exactly you have any other thoughts on that no i mean I, that's that's the thing uh, all right that's it. that's it we can't share um, a country with these people yeah is it hard to imagine our country has run its current course no no, I, I think that I think that the values that this country is founded on are are timeless. I think they are eternal truths, but that doesn't mean that this iteration of it has to last forever yeah. or should if people betray it or want to leave it. The trouble is they don't want to leave it. They and they don't want to let you leave. Yeah, they hate it, yeah. but they also have to have control of it and they have to box you in. Exactly. And they hate you, too. Yep. <laughs> what a predicament. OK, Uh Let's uh, catch up with our chatters and we'll call it a night. We ran a, ran a little bit long, maybe just because I can't shut the hell up about the Ruben situation. But I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you good over there? Yeah, we're good on DLive. Let me give a quick refresh on Tippy Stream. I think we're probably good here. Uh, no, there is uh, one or two more. Yeah. Uh, Incompetent Hand says, Blonde, my beard is lacking, but better than your co-host. Oh, man. Oh. <gasps> Like Skag, I'm super baby-faced, but just under 5'11". I'm a year mm. younger than you, uh, than you two, but most assume I'm in my early 20s. Good problem to have, but any tips on how to look, how to look my age for the ladies? Beard is my tip, but you already have a beard, so I don't, uh, that's all I got. Okay. That's really a question. That's a, more of a you question than a me question. And that's my beard is the only thing a man insulted. can do to look older. Um. Can I have? Can I make a confession here? Something I'm ashamed of that might that you change glue your, your pubes to your face. Something that might change your opinion of me and alter the course of this show and this stream forever. But I, uh, I, I had to have a medical examination recently, and so they were, uh, 
getting my measurables, right? And I got up on on the wall where they have they measure your height and they oh, put no. it. At the t- this was this was fraudulent. This was fake. This was rigged. What did it say? How this lady measured me at five eleven and three quarters. Well, that's that's a, that's it. I mean, this is this years, is bullshit. No, no, this is this is lies. That's that that <laughs> whatever's on that wall that tape measure that ruler whatever you want to call it that's that's wrong five eleven and three quarters that's what she said how do you say kill him in german <laughs> i have never i have i it's like I, I drove home and my entire world had changed someone measured me at sub six feet tall my entire life is a lie so grossed out right now i just yeah. i'm glad to come clean on what happened to me one more reloaded AK says, uh, I actually do think it was wrong though. I, 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 I haven't measured myself <laughs> elsewhere, but I've been six feet tall, six zero my entire life. Well, not my entire life, but you know, my adult life mm-hmm. reloaded AK says there's a video of Zelensky. Oh, here's the video of Zelensky in the leather outfit. There's a link. All right. I tell you what, I will save the link for later. I'm definitely not going to click that for now. But uh, I will save it in my document here in my notes, and perhaps I'll give it a look later. Uh, the name of the song is Cossacks. Is it what's that word? I don't know this word. C O S S A C K S. Cossacks. Isn't that like a, Cossacks. Uh, an underclass, Russian underclass. Oh, I don't know. Let's become gay. That's that's the song. Okay, uh, we're good. Thank you guys. Okay uh hillbilly deluxe says blonde given the opportunity my dsh cat black cat will fall asleep in your lap for six hours that bit you said about 10 minutes blah 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 is totally wrong but they are low maintenance i'd be fine with that i like to sit for long periods of time Hmm. um tim hammond new scotus nominee can't find woman doesn't make the first woman of color moot we've already had people of color on the court that's a good point I really wish Clarence Thomas would preempt this and say, no, no, I am the first woman, black chick on the court. He he has the power. Yep. Is he okay? By the way, he was hospitalized. I think he's, I think he's all right, but just sounds like old person problems. Huh. Um, I am offended blonde. Please force Matt to read Anglin and listen to legal man. Also, you both should <laughs> listen to Dave Smith. Uh, the Mrs. Guys consistently a worthy listen and Dave will be LP nominee in 2024. Yeah. Huh. Um, I don't think I'm going to get Matt on board reading the stormer, but th- there is a lot of good stuff. It's not a uh, joke. It's not a joke site. You know, he has real and valuable insights into current <laughs> affairs. He does. The, I think England the f- is underestimated. Well, I can't claim to have read his entire body of work. That's true. Uh, I, I'm fully on board with the with the free speech angle. This guy has been chased around the Internet uh, forever, and I don't have to endorse or agree with his opinions to say that he was one of the first to experience that. And even if you don't like Anglin, don't like his perspective, that's fine. Once you grant the premise that we're going to start depersoning people by virtue of their viewpoints, mm. you end up on the slippery slope to where we are today. So on, on that principle or premise sure um the rest of the stuff to be honest i visited the site a couple times because it was the only place i could find the video of the antifa people in portland calling the portland no the dhs cop an n-word and i'll never forget the headline because the headline was based antifa calls out n-word and 
S word for Hispanics cop in Portland. That was the only place I could find it. That was where the video was. And I haven't visited since. But even reading that article, it's honestly, as someone who obviously doesn't consume it, it's very hard for me to tell what's sincere and what's a joke. Like you say, it's not a joke, but it's clearly intended to be funny. Yeah. So I don't know. There's humor, but no, no, but he's, he's, he's serious. He's not a neo-Nazi. Uh, he's a he's a good Christian man with values that hates women the appropriate level. That's ah, well, we can all gather around and <laughs> come together on that principle. We really uh, should be rallying anyway. around people that have been ultra canceled. Like he's the most untouchable of of, of anybody. He's the most untouchable. Untouchable by whom? What do you, you mean just as a public figure, just talking to or something like that? Yeah, my my Coinbase got deactivated for trying to give money to him. Okay. Like just that, just trying to like transfer some funds and just shut it down. Wow. Okay. Speaking of which, my Patreon, I got, I, I haven't even posted in four months. My Patreon, I got a hate speech shutdown notification today. I'm so surprised. Where have you guys That's, been for the they're, last they're six waylaid. years? Yeah. I know. I'm like, I haven't even made any money on Patreon in like months. Whatever. Um, Zinc Orby. Hey, Matt, did you notice uh, how you were on the verge of apologizing for being a man, for being a man to blonde, for not being supportive enough? Women don't feel the need to apologize to us for being needy. Hmm. I apologize to my husband all the time for being needy. I know it must be really fucking annoying. Yeah. And and I sp- the, the context I want to present that to is or, or the context in which I want this to be understood is that what blonde is saying is exactly what my wife says. And my apologetics or my consideration for what my wife wants and needs is obviously going to be much greater than, say, just the average woman out there. So to the extent that Blonde is saying almost the exact same thing that my wife does, I have a a kind of an ingrained um, uh, sympathy uh, for that uh, for that particular thing. Um, does it mean that I'm going to apologize to any chick out there who's offended by who I am or what I say? Of course not. But but a marriage is a partnership, and it doesn't mean that I have to um, agree and enable with every uh, agree with and enable every single thing that my wife says. Yeah. But I can't. We're a team. We're a team, and if I am not uh, generally supportive of her, at least willing to hear her out, that team is not going to function as well as it should. Yeah, exactly. Um, let me reload. I got one. Oh. Martin says, I watch uh, Red Letter Media, Media regularly and never caught Mike. Uh, is it Stoklasa? How do I say his last name? Yeah. It never caught him say anything political. This can only mean he's a Putin puppet like you two. Uh, he must be. Uh, anyway, thank you for uh, for supporting the show. Appreciate he it. He slips it in every once in a while. I am not uh, going to be niggardly. Squidious. Just wanted to say you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. We appreciate well, it. Matthew Riley. For all Tim Pool fans, please know he just got admitted to he just admitted to staying on Patreon after Sargon because he wanted the money, though he keeps telling people to quit their jobs to protest wokeness. Hmm. Hypocrite. I don't know. I I kind of see both sides of this. I'll let, I'll, I don't know what Tim said. I'll take your word for it. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the, the this, of course whether you're doing this job or any job you want to, you want to keep the money you want to be able to sustain financially. My thing with Patreon and why I left obviously 
you know, it was on the principle that these people, I, I don't like giving them a cut of the, of the money that I generate. That said, I don't like giving Susan a cut of the money I generate either. So there's kind of some inherent inconsistencies or contradictions there. Fundamentally for me, I mean, the principle of the matter is crucially important. It also was very obvious to me, though, when talking to uh, Jacqueline, who was the trust and safety person at Patreon at the time, you weren't going to keep the money. What she was saying was writing on the wall that says, yeah, everybody's going to be banned eventually. So, uh, you know, it, it is the principle of the matter, but it's also just getting ahead of the inevitable. That was my thinking when leaving, too. It's it's. I, I can't sit here and pretend that it's it's that when it is when you're dependent on that that revenue stream to operate that you don't think about that and you just start yeah. axing your own revenue streams on principle. So I understand where Tim is coming from. I don't know exactly what he said, but I understand where he's coming from. Um, I think the mis- I think the, the the other major error in that though, if if prioritizing principle if principle isn't being um, applied. Or, or prioritized high enough is just thinking that that revenue stream was stable. They were, they were telling yeah. everybody three ages, years ago, yeah. three plus years ago, that revenue stream is not stable. I can't believe they, it took them this long to ban you, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's shocking. I got that email and I was like, oh, that was the least surprising thing ever. And then I just rolled back over and went to sleep. Hmm. Um, Holden Mulray says, Matt, do you think maybe the scale was fortified or just a coding logic error? I, I have no idea. He's talking about my height measurement. Oh. I have no idea. It must have been Russian collusion, Russian interference. Putin did this. I don't I don't know. I have no idea, but maybe I'll maybe when we're done with the stream, I'll go grab a tape measure and confirm if this was in fact accurate. But yeah. Devastating. Sorry I made that joke about your pube beard. That was not nice. It would have been so much better if my <laughs> I would rather have my beard be made of pubes than be five eleven and three quarters, which apparently well, I'd certainly respect fate. you more, JK. Yeah, well, that's above. That's two inches above average height. Well, I guess that's the best I'm going to get because it's only shrinking from here on out. Yeah. Anyway, anything else before we uh, sign off for the night? Nope. Uh, I'll see you, see you guys later. See you on Sunday. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your chats. Appreciate your thoughts. And uh, if you'd like to listen back to any part of the show that you missed, of course, the audio will be up very shortly. You can find all the audio platforms linked in the description and over on the website. We'll be back on Sunday to talk Katanji and whatever else happens with the rest of the week. Anything else you're looking for, head on over to the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Have a great week. We will see you Sunday evening. Bye, guys.